0: This is gaining weight. Wow, really looking through the future with that one, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is. Uh, do you want? to Can we play the whole thing?
1: Yeah, sure. This is like a really great trio that existed, um, and I would say that this is maybe the sort of Jesus Lizard, Slint, Touch and Go, Discord type of bands. We'll what watch. did you play in it? Uh, I mostly did spoken word on this thing.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So these guys were musical, yeah. And then you essentially they brought me in to kind of do stuff. Yeah, yeah you were doing the. Uh, so you, this was this like pre. Um lifter puller? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gaining weight by bliss. <laughs> Was, uh little lancy bangs on a uh, spoken word there uh you're even in the credit spoken word on gaining weight lance bangs
1: and so you was this every song or this was just this song no a couple songs with them and then had a, a band called rosary that was touring around that time and playing sort of north carolina and georgia and then another band called the Ember brothers with my friend tom salmon from new jersey so you were just a spoken word guy for hire yeah, but and also like, you know, noise stuff and guitar and Yeah. But again, I I I forgot that I had this in me and, and didn't think of myself as a musician until people, you know. Yeah. You know it's like I'm on a Foo Fighters record. Which one? <laughs> uh do a Google search. Uh, all right. <laughs>
0: um but like I was saying that the the name Andy Baker, who plays bass in this band, that name sounds familiar. Yeah.
1: He's uh produced all kinds of great stuff over the years and and runs a recording studio and uh was in Athens for a long time and then left to go teach in uh, the Far East.
0: The Far East, yeah, the exotic Far East. The exotic Far East. Was he? Uh, was
1: he uh, teaching like spice trade? No, I think he was <laughs> teaching uh, English and then also doing recording setup stuff over there.
0: And they just and there's just another one of those bands that just kind of they
1: were great. And I think that their problem was that they would have fit in on the sort of touch and go or discord scenes at that time. Like certainly they were of a lineage of the Jesus lizard and Kagazi yeah. and, and stuff like that. But because those labels were so regional and tended to kind of prefer to do stuff from their general geographic area, rather than a band that was off in this weird outpost of Athens, Georgia, it meant they didn't quite fit in on, you know, touch and go. And they got a nice letter from Ian and Jeff at, at discord basically saying like, this is great, but we're still like a DC oriented label.
0: And still to this day. Yeah. 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 Um, what was the, the band, a uh, good clean fun, uh, or kind of a, a, funny hardcore band, out of DC and, uh, every album they put out, they, uh, would always have a song where it's a, we're a hardcore band in DC and discord still won't put anything out from us. <laughs> um, so let's see here. This is the, uh, uh this is all right. So session musicians, Lance bangs <laughs> active 96 to 97 instruments. Gotta love this. Hand claps. There was some other. Doesn't look like it, friend. (laughs) Looks like you are known to them as Lance Hand Claps Bangs. (laughs) Um, on the color and the shape, which is that's a uh, good record. That's the, I think that's their, I, think, yeah. like, I love the first record, but it's like, it's hardly a Foo Fighters record. It's a Dave Grohl solo missing record. missing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A band and someone to say, eh, but that's the thing. It's, it's so, it's funny. That record just fucking starts at, you know, 10 and pretty much goes the whole way. Yeah. yeah it's pretty uh, sonically pleasing. Uh, and just on the song, See You. But hey, Chris Billheimer also did Hand Claps and Ryan Bosch. Hey Petra Hayden, played with them.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Petra Hayden from That Dog. Good band, good band. That Dog. Thanks for jumping in with that, guys. Sure. Dead <laughs> end. Yeah. There's a lot of great Petra Hayden records. There is. is. She is she the one that does all the acapella stuff? She yeah, does. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, yeah. The she a yeah. Bob O'Reilly. Song. That's just oh amazing. god, it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I could listen to uh, that uh, Journey song. Uh, Don't stop s- believing. Yeah. I hate that song, but I fucking love her version of yeah. it. It's very good. You that should... whole family is remarkable. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty amazing family. It's a it's like uh, the Hayden sisters. Uh, is her dad Charlie Hayden? He is. Yeah. Um, the The sisters were in that dog, and they also were in the Rentals. Oh yeah. wow! Also, other members of the Rentals: Maya Rudolph. Wow. And uh, I think a uh,
1: drummer left, Winky. Yeah. And or their they... brother uh, had a remarkable band called Spain. That were like a very uh, sort of Silver Lake band. Oh yeah, that time period.
0: And what's the uh, which which sister married Jack Black? Rachel. What's um the Tanya. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so from from Athens, uh, then you go. Where Tanya. do you go?
1: Tanya. I think Tanya. It was uh, it a Hasan Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was in Athens, Georgia, and then started uh getting offers to tour with bands and would run projectors or things behind them so this is all pre-elephant six like uh my bloody valentine was kind of screening stuff behind them when they played live in that tour for loveless yeah um there's a guy named james <laughs> that murray one that, tour? that did all of <laughs> yeah. their, that one tour yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a guy named james murray that kind of designed all of their lighting and projection stuff and he was kind of actually kind of help out a little bit during some of that wow and uh and then through that there was a fake band called mercury rev that uh they're a fake band yeah
0: how are they a fake band they put out records and they They tour. turned
1: into a real band but it was a it was a scam that i did not understand or wasn't hip to until i got left in the middle of the country so. i don't know wait, what?
0: What? <laughs> how, what what is it you gotta, you gotta... so wait mercury rev i i know they're good yeah they're great i don't great see records. how that's it's like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna put out really great records No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, then what's the joke
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well one day we'll go on tour with this guy lance yes. <laughs> so wait what- i was young i was still a teenager and uh making these films and projecting them and they did shows with dinosaur jr and my bloody valentine and kind of shared some of the same sound people and lighting people and in general like friends and characters that were running around between those three bands and they all got along really well and then in 93 the band Mercury Rev—they were signed to uh, Columbia Records when Columbia, sort of like post-Nirvana major label signing anything that everybody that, uh, yeah. was signable—and um, had gotten a slot on the Lollapalooza tour for that summer on the side stage, and then had a what I what I found out later was they were getting money from the label is like tour support. And to kind of try and bump that up, they were like adding as many people to the band as they could. Ah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, talking to them into, like, well, we should, like, you know, have you project films as a backdrop and, like, all this stuff. So I made yeah, all was these all films. Said, like, this is, is our soundscape stuff. artist lab. Yes. Yeah. And so I was, you know, again, as like a teenager, as an Athens Georgian, it was this offer to kind of go, you know, get yourself up to, like, maybe Buffalo, New York. They were somewhere up in upstate New York. I think it was Buffalo to go meet up with them, get in the van or the tour bus and then spend the summer crossing the country on the Lollapalooza tour. And a lot of the other bands on the tour were bands. I was excited about, wanted to go see a bunch of flaming lips were on the side stage, the uh, Tommy Simpson span, bash and pop. And it's yeah. a huge replacement span. Um Palace brothers might've done stuff. Maybe that's 94. Like a lot, brothers, a lot yeah. of good stuff was going on. And, and so it seemed like a great summer thing to go do as a teenager and then got up there and then realized that these were not like the bands that I'd been around or, Sort of indie rock jumping in the band with Super Chunk type of thing. And, and yeah, and Athens River was like in it together and of this kind of shared sensibility. Oh, it was just this, camaraderie. Like, it was just like weird thing where these guys money making scheme could, did not know each other, could not stand each other, were lighting each other on fire. Um, oh, wow, and like a lot of heroin, like just craziness of uh, of a fake band, like basically. And again, like I did the whole tour and it was just craziness and disasters, and like police and they got wow. like pulled off a of stage during a show in colorado were you camcording poking. any of this stuff? yeah absolutely so yeah. i was shooting well i got hired to go project stuff and then realized like wait a minute it's like an outdoor 2 p.m on a saturday oh, yeah. summer yeah. <laughs> festival there's no way to project any yeah. of these like little beautiful super eight films are not going to register yeah. or be visible but they still wanted to keep getting the money out of the label so they essentially turned me into like filming the tour instead of projecting stuff so uh, I grabbed some Super 8 film stock and some 16. And a 16, monster was born. And a monster was yeah. born in a camcorder and kind of made this weird transition where it was like, well, wait, but how, you know, I don't know if I can alone, like, really make this all make sense or cover it coherently. Um, but wow. we started the tour by kind of going to this. I th- I'm pretty sure it was Buffalo. Let's just commit to that as the name of the city. And hopefully, <laughs> if I've got yeah. it wrong and it's somewhere else up, upstate, then we'll correct it. But I think it was Buffalo. Um, you know what? We won't.
0: Yeah, <laughs> wherever they weird. were based, Not.
1: it was a region that a lot of marketing companies test out things before they go national. So, like soup at McDonald's or pizza, Kentucky Fried Chicken. i <laughs> yeah. McDonald's.
0: I've heard of these? Is one of my places. favorite bands.
1: Allow with Super McDonald's. No it, fucking done. One of these like markets that it's been decided that you go test out products before taking them right. national. So they had all these things like that, and they had these like giant, massive supermarkets that were also a million other things before that turned into the sort of Walmart. Fred Meyer template around other places where you would go into, it was a grocery store and they also had hunting rifles and and everything else. And so there were a lot of people in the group and they all didn't really know each other that well. And they were kind of going off and like, you know, the idea was get your essentials you need. We're going to be on this bus. We're trying not to stop. We're going to drive for three days straight and then just get to Canada, Vancouver and like lock our, do a lock in basically on the bus until we arrive there. And, uh, so they were just kind of you know getting granola bars and bottles of water and whatever you wanted, and then people were realizing that other people were getting like magazines. So it's like I'm going to get magazines, and then someone was getting a hair dryer. It's like well if she's getting a hair dryer, that's like fifty bucks. Why don't I you know? So this one <laughs> one member started buying guns, and and the other <laughs> people were like what the fuck? Like I don't want to be locked in on this while we're all on drugs and you have guns. Like it's not a good scene, you <laughs> no. know. And there was a guy that had a drug debt. To them that was forced into indentured servitude selling t shirts named Tomcat. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> and so um, it was like a much gnarlier, darker scene than I was. Used. Again, coming yeah. from this kind of like progressive, yeah. like merge yeah. <laughs> records. The harshest drug background. is mushrooms. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I was like out of my depth and out of my element. I was, you know, a good 10 years younger than these people because they were all like weirdly older. Basically, like what had happened was that I'll just jump ahead to the kind of revelation that happened when they debriefed me once the whole tour had fallen apart and the band was basically imploding at the end of it was that one great smart guy, Dave Fridman who produces all kinds of amazing classic records. Now there was a program at this school upstate in New York, like SUNY purchase or whatever the school was up there that they're going to SUNY Buffalo, maybe Buffalo (laughs) let's commit to that. (laughs) (laughs) That he had access to like a recording studio and that your class project or assignment was, you had to like make these series of recordings and then turn them in. And that he kind of went around and like found all the interesting kooks that were floating around the world at that time, and like, oh, this guy, this woman here plays flute; she's really cool. This guy has a jazzmaster guitar. Why don't we get him to do some dinosaur juke? Oh, kind of man! Stuff. And then like the kind of the weird kid that booked Sonic Youth and Dinosaur Jr. shows when they played the student center. <laughs> like he wanted to get on it too, so he did some spoken word over the top of it. Like Jesus. there's a lot of that of people who did not get along or had not ever met, and so.
0: Yeah, so he had this stockpile of yeah. all sorts of different people. Yeah. So many
1: people had not heard the whole thing put together. It did sounds not know just him. like the, the Muppets band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the Electric Mayhem. <laughs> and uh, and so he did a remarkable job making that that kind of first recording for it. And then uh, a guy named Jonathan, who was a guitarist, he happened to hook up with a Flaming Lips around that time and, and was like a fourth member of them playing guitar and touring like maybe 90, 91, 92 kind of era. And then – that relationship ended. I think they kicked him out. I don't want to, you know, misdate or misplace yeah, yeah. whatever, but they like, buffaloed him out. His time being part of the Flaming Lips ended, and uh, he was looking to get himself, you know, set up to do whatever. And because he had sung and written some stuff on that mass tape yeah. kind of thing, I think he sent that around with an explanation of, like, I sing on song four and do the guitar <laughs> on song eight, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but, it, you know, that got taken off of the cassette or got forwarded or passed to someone else and it ended up in the hands of Rough Trade Records in the UK who heard it and were like, what's this crazy song where like the, the stereo is panning extremely left and then right. And the sound's kind of blowing out, but then coming back again, and there's a flute loop. And then this <laughs> yeah. like great riff comes in and then all of a sudden it sounds like Sonic Youth. And then it turns into the who this kid <laughs> <passes> <laughs> the drums like Keith moon. And then there's a spoken word part, you know, and they got excited about it. And because it was this pre existing thing, like this is a proper 24 track two inch tape recording of 10 songs or 12 songs in a row. Like this is a finished work. You don't have to, yeah. s- you don't have to like, start the process of send us some demos and then we'll take it from there. You just put it out. So they decided to put it out and then right as they were pressing it or had pressed it, rough trade went bankrupt. So there were, whatever you press at the time, maybe it's 5,000 records or 4,000 cassettes or whatever, like the guess of what you could sell being on 120 minutes. One time was (laughs) rough trade in the UK had made all these things and then fell apart. And so like it hurt bands like galaxy 500 that were, you know, on rough trade at that time. Maybe Mazzy star was another thing that was in that world. But uh, for Columbia Massive Entertainment thing that had kind of missed out on Geffen signing of Sonic Youth Nirvana things in 1991, when they were trying to catch up in 92, it was like, okay, here's this thing that got reviewed in the NME and it exists. Yeah. And we know that Rough Trade just went bankrupt. We're going to buy up those five or 10,000 copies of that thing. And then that means we already have a, a band in place that is yeah, on our right. catalog that's yeah, from the, the underground World. From their Jeez. their point of view, they just skipped yeah. six months. They yeah, skipped six months, and so yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And so this thing kind of got reissued, or you know, put onto CDs or whatever. But you know, it had the artwork, it had the mastered it's all done. songs in a row. <laughs> yeah, know? but the problem was that they did not exist as a going concern as a band. And so I think that there might have been one step that I skipped in the story where someone from the label. In the UK, the rough trade person wanted to come see them or check them out. It was like, "When's your next show?" And the guy that had answered the phone call, Dave Friedman, was like, "Ah,
2: uh, uh, uh,
1: we <laughs> <laughs> just did a bunch. Uh, local, yeah. We did a bunch in had, Canada. Yeah, oh. had, like <laughs> named off like the local kind of blues." Yeah. bar in in this upstate new york town and then <laughs> had to kind of like, fridays <laughs> really yeah. yeah we're crazy and then had to start kind of like tracking people down and calling them to like all right like do you know where that guy lives like, <laughs> to get his the band back over? together like, oh wow get them like oh wow. together like, for the first yeah. time like they this is like the many of them had, I, I swear <laughs> yeah. many of them had not met did not get along it's like that guy he's a junkie i don't want anything to do with him <laughs> fuck you like oh. there was that kind of thing you're know, like not the fat guy like it was like that <laughs> yeah. and so it was really gnarly so they uh they you know, got together, played this one kind of weird showcase show for the person who's you know, great, and then like, put out the record. So now they were um, signed to Columbia, whatever, and basically knew it was not going to work or last – they did not get along. They were not a proper band. They were never going to want to <laughs> yeah. be in a band together for six months playing wow. Pensacola, Florida. And then throw like, little Lancy Bangs Yeah, I but mean. so their <laughs> idea was like let's just suck as much money out of the label as we can for like tour advances, promo. We're going to tell them we're making our music video, but we're really just going to get our friend to take some footage from the class. Wow. There was a lot of that going on and then you know, just kind of basically bilking or embezzling that as far as I could tell. Um <laughs> And so that's the lesser rock and roll swindle. Yeah, that's uh, right. you know it's <laughs> so, not the great, yeah, the lesser it's, uh, rock and so, roll grift. Yeah. We're in this this, this tour bus and there's two drivers and we go from upstate New York all the way across. And I thought in my mind now that like I realized we're not going to be able to project anything but I'm just going to like shoot footage like oh maybe we'll like stop at Mount Rushmore, maybe we'll go to the Devil's Tower, but it was like yeah. no, like
2: <laughs> drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then like I thought oh maybe I'll film that and then they're like no 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 don't film the drugs. Yeah. So there's <laughs> so a lot of kind of like sitting up in the front by the driver
2: <laughs> age
1: 19 or whatever, yeah. like, you know, like watching things out the window and not really stopping that often to, unless, yeah, like I'll just feeling. film some more, uh, cornfields going exactly. by. I'll use yeah. that. I'll and, put it in reverse. Uh, and, and I was just like, man, this is going to be a weird, gross summer and not at all what I thought I was getting into. Oh. And so we, um, I was trying to figure out like why we were not stopping because you know, there's always rules about like this many hours in a row yeah. driving for a driver of that kind of thing. Yeah. But, right. And what was happening is that the two drivers, there's an older guy and a younger guy, the younger guy would sort of like scoot his crotch forward and while at the wheel at 65 miles an hour, the older guy would like slide in behind him and then wrap his arms around him and take oh, the wheel. Wow. And the no. little guy would drop down and slide out so that they did not have to stop the van or the oh, bus wow. because of, uh, all the drugs that were going on. So it was like, Oh, you don't want to like stop and have these people like wandering around truck stop. Then you get a little sheep dog. Come on,
0: junkie. Come on, junkie.
1: (laughs) It was was just kind of like, Oh, that's how we haven't stopped in 18 hours.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, the people riding sleepy, the people driving speedy.
1: (laughs) So we get to Vancouver and the place that they had, like for us to go kind of stay for a day or two before the first, because there's like a rehearsal day for the whole tour where they work out the sound system, and everyone kind of figures out their stage time. Yeah, one day sounds pretty laminates, good <laughs> whatever. And then they kind of like do a show in Vancouver, and then they and, and again it's sort of like a dry run for the US, and then they yeah. head down and to yeah. do the US. And so we're there for a couple of days in Vancouver getting ready, and uh, they were supposed to stay at this weird little cheap motor lodge that someone had booked. And granted, it's a different country from where they live. They're not a proper band. They don't. You know what I mean? It's like fair enough that they just like called the phone book and, and saw something that was a motel and booked it without knowing what. Right. It was gonna be. When they got there, the tour bus was larger than the front of this like <laughs> you know, oh. ranch style single level motel. And they were like, you cannot park that thing in front of it. Like no one can see the motel. <laughs> yeah. If you park on the street, you can't, and there's like, well, nowhere else to go. So we ended up uh kind of driving around and then finding an actual uh trailer park and working out a deal to like what if because like, they had some cottages there, like what if we can pull the tour bus into this trailer park and then like use showers at a at a cottage room or whatever. So we said yes and did that. And then the people on the bus realized that there were like prostitutes working in the trailer park. Of
0: course.
2: And then they all started getting off together. And I was like, oh, like, this oh, is wow. so far away from <laughs> yeah.
1: what
0: my sense yeah. of like. Cut to Athens. Everyone's just in a swimming hole. <laughs> playing yeah. a yeah. guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. Michael like Seip is barbecuing exactly, veggie burgers yeah. for everybody. <laughs>
1: this is like exactly the sort of repulsive, grotesque, major label yeah. debauchery that I thought we were killing and replacing. <laughs> and, and clearly this is what they're all you get good wow. footage of
0: it though you get the you gotta get a, yeah all right and so
1: we're there for a little bit a yes. and then it's like man this is this is just gnarly and then go and do this show in vancouver and i'm trying to film stuff and but i'm way more interested in a lot of you know i, I, I want to go film dinosaur jr and yeah yeah all these other things are going on more so than like this weird mix of, of personalities doing this um and one of the guys had chicken pox, and so he wasn't allowed to be on the, they kicked him off of the, for at the beginning <laughs> of the tour. And it was like, well, it's up, we'll fucking you find your own go way. Behind Yeah, the like, way. Like, yeah. Get, get yourself to Vancouver, we're gonna be there.
0: Like Chris Elliott's cabin boy. Oh, my god.
3: He's getting drag by in a rap.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just right behind on a fucking jet ski that they got at that yeah. store
1: with the guns. Yeah. He was this drummer. And again, he was this like straight ahead, like who listening classic rock kind of like, I don't think he had seen super. You know what I mean. He was yeah. like a you know like seventies yeah. yeah. rock dude. Yeah, and again, not to say anything bad about any of these people who had their good qualities and whatever, but like it was not my. It was a different generation, almost even from what I thought I was getting into. Yeah, and so um, he didn't make it out in time for that first rehearsal day. And so the Lollapalooza people are like, all right, like Mercury Rev, you're up next after Munabruka and Front 242. <laughs> <You know, like, laughs> let's hear a sound check. Like, we need to get a level on drums. And there's no drummer because he's got chicken pox and he's trying to get there. And so, you know, the flute player is like, we don't have the dr- Well, what the fuck? Like, this is your time. Like, we're setting the levels now. Oh my God. This is a much larger tour than just your band. Like, I don't know what you're thinking when yeah. you're getting in here, but like, oh. this is how we do this. And so. <laughs> Uh Angela from Fishbone came running over had <laughs> 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 to like help out and then like a guy that was literally like setting up a hot dog stand like carrying a big piece of wood like <laughs> dropped the wood and like ran over and was like, "I can drum <laughs>
2: <So> <laughs> he, <laughs> he <starts drumming. laughs>
1: and then like someone else who was a similar like hot dog vendor kind of guy got up on stage, <laughs> so there's like two you know ringer you know field of yeah, concert just... venue worker people and then a bunch of these like bands and they, they've got a sense of humor they're smart they know it's kind of like fucked up and funny and that they're tricking the record label and you know let's we'll see how long we can get away with this so they um they do the sound check and set all the levels based on not the band oh, <laughs> right. oh, <my> <laughs> and oh, so then man. when the drummer guy shows up and is like how come there's no mic on my cymbals it's like well <laughs> <laughs> the
3: other guy didn't use cymbals yeah, yeah, why yeah, do you need cymbals
1: it. so uh The band Truly, who were like a sub-pop band, they turned up and were kind of nice. And so like the the other thing was there'd be like local bands thrown on the bill. And that was my salvation was finding these like – you know, putting out a first EP on on sub-pop kind of bands that were more relatable and easier to talk to whatever. So uh, Kill Sybil and then this great band Hazel from Portland were like some of the early things that kept me not from just like going on a Greyhound bus back home to – Wow, Athens. But so it got gnarly on that first day in Vancouver things begin because uh, Columbia had made these promotional green reversible, maybe they were yellow on the inside uh, rain jackets. They were kind of nice, like, <laughs> not just a poncho, but like an actual like buttonable
2: yeah.
1: raincoat that had like Lollapalooza '93 artists, you know, and it had like a list because they had paid to get so many of their bands uh, hooked up on that right. bill that year that it was like Allison Chains and Soul Aside, you know, just a oh, right. crop of their stuff. And I am pretty sure that they made deals with the booking thing, where it was like, all right, like we'll give you Allison James, whatever, but like you gotta take, you gotta mercury take uh, Rav, yeah. and you gotta take some yes. you know, mercury Rav, and we're trying to break firehose again. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh, and you know, God bless
1: firehose and all that. But like, it really was that that era. Um, yeah.
2: yeah.
4: And
1: so, some of them kind of ran off to go try and find out where are those being given away, and let's get some of those. And then the guy that was kind of the most sensitive. Like, don't do that. Don't make everyone mad kind of guy was like, don't, you know, don't just go. They were like, let's just go fucking grab the whole box. Like, I don't want to wait. And some of the people were still on their binges from wh- whatever they've been doing for the past couple of days in the, the vehicle. And so they ran, they were going to run off and go do that. And then they came back and he'd stayed on the bus and I was with him trying to like bond or connect or like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you didn't go hook up with the hooker. Maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then they kind of come back and it really was this like Lord of the flies sort of like they had grabbed a whole cardboard box full of the things and we're like tossing around the, you know, interior of the bus, like, ah, like, oh, you know, Jesus. we grabbed them all. Like, like, you like, let's trade them for stuff or whatever. Um, this is all pre eBay, but like, there was a sense <laughs> of like, these were, you know, worth 50 bucks and yeah. Yeah. exchange of pot or whatever. they yeah. were gonna be. Um, <laughs> And so he gets really flustered and is like, no, like you're ruining the whole thing. And then they started making fun of him. And when someone has that unfortunate thing of like, <laughs> this isn't the way it's supposed to go down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> when you, when
1: you can start making fun of someone's idiosyncrasies and like, Ooh, and like talking like them back at them, it uh, makes them yeah. yeah. more upset. Like, oh, Neil, oh, with the glasses, <laughs> right. shut up. Like, oh, with the glasses, why? You know, like shut <laughs> yeah, up. Man. You're like, getting just, him now. Nah, totally no. turned into that. And then uh, everyone that sort of had their minor resentment, resentments built up or petty grievances against the drum guy or the flute player or whatever it just turned into this giant scrum of like pushing and shoving and hitting it's a kind of a small area like wow. the front of the tour bus where there's two benches yeah. of seats facing each other and like a little walkway in between yeah and so there's so many people in this group that everyone's like kind of wedged there with this little alleyway and he's kind of a big guy and standing up and trying but this is not we're gonna get kicked off the tour and then it's gonna be the end of everything and <laughs> um, <laughs> and it like people are like uh, uh, and then like kicking and, and pushing and then people ended up on on top of each other and we're getting in cheap shots, like under the, like, (laughs) like, like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and then I got kind of pinned. I thought it would be kind of like, I should shoot this or film this, you know? And so I'm rolling on a camera and then one of the big people lands on me. And again, I'm 19 at the time. And, then someone pulled out a lighter and lit the bottom of someone else's corduroy pants on fire. <laughs> cords go up. <laughs> go up.
2: They go up. And so up. I
1: was trapped and I thought like, holy shit, like this is, this is, this how is like died. the who, yeah. like, like this is like a trampling plus fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: oh
0: God. Oh God. They haven't
1: even played a gig yet. I've not played yeah. a gig yet. So, so like literally like I end up like getting burnt and melts kind of part of the rubber of my shoe. And then people, once it's like, once you smell that horrible burning corduroy and yeah. they, beginning of like a Chuck Taylor lining. Stuff, right? <laughs> People do kind of jump off the top of it and like run off the bus, you know, like, ah and uh and then like the you know, the guy that had been mostly lit <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. was like, was really bummed. And it was just such a evil, rotten <laughs> I don't know. That's like horrible. Again, like Dave Friedman's a great guy. He does great records and recordings, but like the rest of it was not what I thought I was getting <laughs> yeah, into. Yeah, the
0: reality of and it. And so all.
1: I continue to shoot all this footage, and we do the whole tour, and I you know meet all these other bands and people in different cities. And and again, like the the great thing about it is you're going and you're spending two three days in Portland, Oregon, and then you're yeah. traveling down the coast and then ending up in the Bay Area and, and staying in the hate at a great hotel there for a couple of days and walking around and discovering record stores and meeting local friends and then getting them into the show and someone else sees that you're shooting. Super eight and wants to talk to you. Like it's a yeah. You know, there's a lot of good aspects to it on yeah. the non-band side of it. But then at the end of the tour, when I was like kind of getting ready to like, all right, so like I'll get this all processed, and then you know what do we do next? And then they kind of like the tour manager is this great guy who's gone on to continue doing things for like the White Stripes and the Stooges named Eric Fisher. He sort of like broke it down and was like really can, and it was like there is no band like this is a, uh, you know oh, what wow. I mean like these people are not going to hang out together or yeah. continue in this formation and and like your footage is not going to get processed like oh, we no. we told the label you know that we needed fifty thousand dollars or whatever to do visuals and then we took that money and, and we gave <laughs> you that per diem
4: you know it was like <laughs> oh
1: no jesus so christ it was that sort of a thing and so uh oh. Again, I, I kind of like caught a Greyhound bus <laughs> back to Athens, Georgia from there. You know, and I end up with like some camera gear and some footage, but most of it is still to this day in a basement. And no, not, not in a basement, underneath the bed of a guy named Microwave. <laughs> <laughs> that is that it wait, wait like, that's not good I, for the film maybe I,
0: that close yeah. to a guy <laughs> I, I
1: think it, i think his name was microwave maybe we should look it up and make sure i'm not
0: no 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 i want it to be microwave buffalo
1: jones <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway it ended up like under his bed in a box in his house unprocessed with all my handwriting on it and the reason i know this is i went back up to go shoot an interview with him for this anton corban documentary because they ended up like you know they got rid of most of the people and kind of rejiggered things but kept taking advantage of their deal with with columbia to kind of get the advance of the second record and oh. and, uh, <laughs> wow. and so some version of them continued to make a couple of records that are great records like they they you know all those recordings like there's yeah. great material and good songs and there's a song Beautiful I love it's called stuff. car wash hair and and there's a line in it about like you know getting in the van and if you're not in the band doesn't mean you're square that I completely like identified with. How can you write this beautiful, sensitive song about this feeling that I'm happening and then you're, (laughs) you're lighting me on fire. (laughs) But anyway, um, you know, great recordings and and really great stuff. And and they ended up like making this absolute classic record in 1998 at a point that was like, you know, just maybe two of those people in a different formation and completely different sound. Yeah. Um, Made a great record in the late '90s that became huge in England, and they were like you know a festival band over there. Well, again, like this is a t- completely different.
0: Yeah, this is this wasn't yeah. those weren't the people you were with. Yeah, was something I mean like, one or two of those. Yeah, but like were... yeah, but the, the, you know sometimes the the, uh, the combination yeah. of people can make other people completely different. Totally.
1: Right. And so the, Anton had directed a music video for them at that sort of like high water mark for them, you know, around two thousand or so, and I got sent to go you know interview. Them for that project, for this documentary is making about him, and you know, go up to this guy's place, and 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 he pulled it out from under the bed and showed me like, <laughs> here's all your teenage movie film unprocessed, and cro- out, unprocessed. Wow. And I'm like, can I get that? He's like, ah, I should probably hold on to it and <laughs> touch it back under the bed. Oh, <laughs> it belongs to Columbia Pictures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, Jesus uh, all that work for nothing. Yep, Jesus Christ, it's crazy. I, and
1: I know that there's amazing stuff in there. Like I know that if I were to go back and and check it out now, there would be. Yeah, I'm sure
0: I'm sure it'd be just like a fucking time trip you yeah. know just yeah. like, oh fuck and, like all these weird memories that you might yeah. have hazy will yeah. be crystal clear to you yeah so Lane to you- and
1: I i got tricked in a, I didn't get tricked I, I jumped on a, a golf cart he had stolen and he left the tour to go on a bender and try and find heroin yeah. and I have that footage and it's under this guy's bed <laughs> wow that's awesome
3: if you are interested in producing this documentary film <laughs> yeah giving Lance money to buy back the tape from Microwave
1: <laughs> Microwave <laughs> hey man Microwave don't sell we should <laughs> it let me tell thing. you something about Microwave <laughs> we should look up his name, because if it's not Microwave, it is something similar.
3: <laughs> Who's the other guy? The guy in Athens? There's Microwave. This is the new one. And then there's a the guy in Athens named what?
2: Wait, uh, not Baby. So what am I no, looking up a, later? He's in Baltimore.
1: Uh, Mercury. Rev. Grasshopper. Oh, uh, Grasshopper. grasshopper.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Grasshopper. I like Microwave better. Uh,
1: yeah. Fuck that.
5: Hey, everybody. Hal Lublin and Mark Agliardi from We Got This here to talk about our upcoming live shows. Why don't you tell everybody the details about our show in Philadelphia? Sure. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go down to Philadelphia Improv Theater, okay? I'm going to do it on Saturday, June 23rd, okay? There are two shows. One is 5 o'clock show. There's an 8 o'clock show. An 8 o'clock show, you can get a VIP ticket and hang out with us at 7 p.m. for like a whole hour. We'll sign something for you. You can hang out. You can talk to us. And then come see a show. Both shows are going to be completely different, though. Both shows? Both shows are going to be different. I sounded like a British actor trying to do a Philadelphia accent. Yeah. You you can look up Philadelphia Podcast Festival. You can look that up and get tickets there. Or you can go to Philadelphia Improv Theater to the Fit Theater, P-H-I-T, and you can get tickets there. Or you can just go direct at Fit dot ly forward slash we got philly 2018 that's wegotphilly I L L Y two zero one eight.
0: but uh this is uh uh roswell kids version of roger bob went well, out that day so please Why enjoy that it. day oh we'll wait you do that the week
2: Now
6: Yeah, they got lucky when she walked away. Roger and Bob rode out that tree. Roger and Bob were gone a week. Right in the forest, around the creek. They shot some film of a bigfoot bear. She walked on two legs and was covered in hair. Roger and Bob had quite a week. I got a call on the telephone, Roger and Bob, they stopped by his home, they told him about their good luck, and Roger said i film that son of a buck, Al got a call on the telephone, John and Rene, they came down the sea, just what those cowboys built at Blue Creek, maps of his site complete. Major McLaren walk in with Patty's feet. Yeah, John and Renee came down the sea. And Bob Tidness, he came out to cast. The tracks left by Patty first and last. Cause they showed movements of a flexible foot. They all were perfect, but they were worth a look. It must came out to cast. (laughs) (laughs) He took that film to Russia and the UK. He showed there to see what they had to say. But those Londoners, they looked down their nose. But those Russian scientists, they looked very close. Yeah, they took the film to Russia and the UK. That film got shown on the TV. It got written up in magazines like artists. It made an impression on our conscious minds It made an impression of the lasting kind The film got shown on the TV Roger and Bob, they were out that day And their lives changed in every way Well, so did cause we got to see a living Bigfoot walking tall and free. Oh, Roger and Tom went down in history.
0: Hot. Hot. Can't you just push it so it just turns off the mics? No, there's no mute button on these. You're not on. Check one. <laughs> didn't there used to be? Didn't there used to be a thing no, that you could no just... New, new view button. You... I can mute the music. Oh. Well... Whoa! No, we heard it. Nope, nope. <laughs> Professional ship. Welcome to the radio. Welcome
7: to the radio.
0: Yeah, it's the fucking best.
7: So, uh... So yeah, you asked me about the Nirvanas. I toured in The uh, Nirvanas. I I uh, remember. I remember uh I remember <laughs> I've told this story a bunch and I'm not proud of that story. Maybe I'll tell some other stories. Oh, Talk on. That. Mel gives the Elder No, no, no. That story's the one when I you come in from the ceiling? No, I haven't told that one that much. But I was nude. I came in from the roof of the Oakland Coliseum on New Year's during a Nirvana show. And that was was that Nirvana? You and Butthole Surfers? That's probably the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then and then um, I had the in utero wings on, and I still wore a hat. I love that. I had no problem with people seeing my lob and my love handles, but I was like, not my balding pate. <laughs> oh no! But uh, I remember Gibby uh, Hayes, you know, from the Butthole Surfers, and, and I he, he he and I got along really well, and he kind of reminded me of my older brother who was a biker, and and uh, and we would talk a lot, and he was fun, and and and, and um, he's kind of an extroverted guy. Yeah, and I go, really, Gibby, the guy who would to shoot a shotgun on stage <laughs> uh, from the but uh, he um, – but I remember – and I'm not implying that he was on drugs or something, but I remember when we went over the Canadian border, all of a sudden he was like um, – he was talking like a Harvard professor <laughs> 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 it's like good morning Robert how are you this is you know, I was like, hey what's up Gibby? Ah! You know, like it was really funny uh, This notable change I'm like hey man what's going on with Gibby what's, Jesus. It seems really hot he's like oh we went over the border yeah so um, once he's off American soil he just <laughs> it, no he doesn't uh, yeah or I'm sure he, he found some sort of pharmaceuticals once we got gotten into Canada, but, um, but yeah. And then, uh, and then, about uh, I found Paul, uh, Paul Leary of the surfers actually, uh, all these guys were really fascinating people, you know? And then, you know, I loved, uh, I actually really liked the, uh, Daniel Johnston record that Paul produced, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, some, some people who love Daniel go, uh, eh, it's overproduced or whatever, but I, I, I really love that record a lot. Yeah. Know? Yeah the uh fun that was the name of it right yeah that's right uh were you getting to what you want more nirvana I no i thought sorry no 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 funny story i thought you know. were
0: saying you were going to go into something yeah.
7: no i mean sometimes you know i i could the person more personal side of things was just it wasn't like a you know Kurt Cobain and myself were bffs but i did i did have a few nights on that tour where i'd spend all night talking with them and i think people have this Perception of him and my little time I spent with him, you know, I I, I did feel like sometimes this whole his junky mystique was uh, I'm not going to it was totally played up. Sometimes, like you know, people would come around, suddenly his shoulders would slump and he would act like he was out of it, and then as soon as people left, he just like <laughs> like active, and we'd be hanging out. Oh you wow, know, you know, and the uh, and this isn't even that fascinating of a story, but I remember when we were in Chicago, uh, it was kind of crappy weather and we were trying to get i think he was trying to get cigarettes and we just kept going from one fancy high-end bar restaurant and hotel to the other and they're going oh no service <laughs> And they're like who are these hobos oh, you know, Jesus. like i had a big long beard and long hair at the time <laughs> and then he just looked like himself like hey, look, look, look at these <laughs> these, look at these two pelucas out of hamstray <laughs> like we really couldn't get service it was really funny Jesus. we went down like three or four but i was like yeah. so
0: so I have fond memories of. of what was um, the? I remember you told me once about uh, you guys were kind of way out in the like uh, kind of the rural area, and there was like an off night, and you guys were all at like a motel
7: or some sort, and you and Grohl were kind of just uh, bored and going around the outside. We had climbed. We were climbed outside the. It was like the second story of a motel, and we were. We were <laughs> Just you know the things adult men do. So we're climbing (laughs) on the railings and we're kind of like going along, sneaking, and we could look into windows, you know, of, of the other people, and we're scaring them and things like that. And we get to this is the same time when I was doing radio interviews for Dave. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> no one knew my voice. Uh, <laughs> and no one knew his, so I call in and go, Yeah, you know, when I was in D C and I was in and <laughs> I was in the scream, you know, we were we were more hardcore, but and so um Oh, so I always thought that was kind of interesting. I remember, and then coming into Kurt and Courtney's room, and we're looking in there, and there's the two of them, and they're drinking tea and they're watching television, <laughs> sitting <laughs> at the end of the bed. And I was like, "Yeah, there it is, you know, Mr. Yeah. And Mrs. Grunge, you know, that, was, <laughs> that would have broke a lot of hearts." Yeah, know. exactly. What? They, why aren't they partying? Why aren't they partying or fighting or fucking? Just sitting there, just like, uh, yeah, I, 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 watch I a couple of indie rock knows. dorks. Just, What's
0: that? Just a couple of indie rock dorks just yeah it's
7: very uh, very sweet actually i um but i've always had kind of more of a connection with music than 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 comedy when i was a little boy i was obsessed with comedy so like i'm talking really little i would listen wait you know as early as eight you know i'd wait to watch comics yeah like you was you would stay up that late to watch well there was like daytime talk shows that would have like george carlin on diane diana shore was the first time i saw george carlin came out did his poem his hair poem and I, I was eight and i said to my mom i said what does that guy do for a living like what's his job like how does he make money and she goes no that's how he makes money and i was hmm. like oh yeah that's great <laughs> you know, i'm already skipping school acting <laughs> <I> was <laughs> it was like that was it you know but then uh so I was really into comedy. But then by the time I was a teenager and I started performing comedy, I was kind of on the other side. Like I was kind of taking the piss out of it. You know, my heroes were Andy Kaufman and Steve Martin and and Python and stuff like that, you know. So so I wasn't too concerned with, with letting people know me. And I also just thought it was funny to fuck with people, you know, go on stage, act real menacing or weird is that how the
8: the character of bobcat came about yeah you
7: know what's interesting the character tom kenny reminded me this the other day was it was a sketch we did and i was this guy who had seen bigfoot and i was terrified and i come in i go me you know and i talk about my brother and i we'd seen bigfoot you know i know what i'd seen but it ain't no bear so 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 then later on uh uh, I just didn't like doing traditional stand-up, so I would just clean fish on stage or cry reading a Dear John letter.
0: Yeah, well, even for the was the first special where you came out in a shower. A no, time? that was a
7: kind of comic relief. Yeah. Oh, like, was that a comic relief? I would say that a lot of people sing better in the shower. I'm I'm funnier in the shower because <laughs> I'm more relaxed. <laughs> yeah. So I took a shower on stage. I did actually get nude in a and then the and the uh, producers of Comic Relief were pissed that I was making them do this, so they put really cold water
2: in, the, in
0: the
7: ice cold water yeah so did
0: you uh when you did comic relief uh did you uh try to get any
7: Kaufman stories out of Zmuda no I I kind of got to know Zmuda and 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 he would told to, told me a ton of Kaufman stories I, I I was actually here just just before he passed away and I kind of didn't want to meet him you know I always heard that he was difficult and I just thought meeting one of my heroes would have been a disappointment yeah I but,
0: and so like when you uh when you were a teenager and you're you know just you're doing comedy but you were
7: you going to like rock and roll shows or were you just hanging yeah, out rec- in mean,
0: record shops and- well
7: yeah 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 exactly you know but you know i'm 51 so so my teen was that is that an age or something yeah when <laughs> I was but i mean like the music really was breaking then you know like 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 uh i would hang out at the music slash you know record store and 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 you know we really liked the ramones you know they were just starting to happen and and the guys behind the counter would go oh you like the ramones you know and you like the who well you like this and it'd be like the jam or the buzzcocks yeah and and so we got exposed to all that music and like we would in order to see the ramones they'd come through my town of syracuse so so we would get jobs putting the PA system together, which would always be these big, giant, massive stacks, and then hang out in the bar because drinking age is 18 and get to see the bands and get to see bands like the Pretenders and the, and the Ramones and... And uh, it was funny too. What 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 fu- was considered punk rock too? You know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. Like I remember I was in a bar once watching Duran Duran. And I'm like going, fuck these guys. This isn't punk rock. I'm gonna go see the Romantics.
2: It's <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> <100% true. laughs> uh true.
7: But so yeah, I did see a lot of crazy shows. You know, I got the you know see the Ramones a bunch, of the original Ramones, and and. And where the it was really funny recently, like I was getting some attitude from some snotty kids who, you know, who were like, you know, wearing mohawks. And, yeah. and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put up the PA system that Joey Ramone sang through. <laughs> you dirty little prick.
0: Yeah, and they say the Ramones run a major label, they're sellouts. Yeah.
7: Well <laughs> Um But yeah, so I was in a band called the Dead Duck Band. Uh, when I was a teenager, and then uh I got kicked out of that and that was I, I i played bass like really like maybe only a couple shows, but for a band called the trend, which I found out recently that people actually look up that that single uh they had a couple singles that 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 are go for a lot, really yeah and um but those kids were just my friends and and Tom Kenny and I would goof around and and stuff so so uh, kicked out of punk bands, performed stand up in between them. <laughs> that's how it started really. really yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah so you weren't like you weren't allowed to be in any bands no one would let you in a band so you just decided to still be at the shows because you're all
7: friends with everybody um, and just... well I, I was also terrible I, <laughs> I, I i have no pitch you know i'm really a bad <laughs> singer so uh uh yeah so that's kind of how it started and then and then um yeah, like, I, I really like the music more than comedy, you know, so I think that was the weird thing. And then I've just had this weird relationship all through the years with musicians.
0: And did, like, uh, did musicians find you? I mean, like you said, like, Kurt was a fan of yours, and so he sought you out. And-
7: Kurt was a fan of the, my stand-up, yeah. And then, and then yeah, I had the same kind of weird thing. Um, like, I, I, my brother, yeah, this is back when we had phone machines, you know, and it's like, some. Asshole who said he was David Bowie called you. He's, you gotta change the number, you know, and it's David <laughs> Bowie. Like, it's David Bowie. He's like, what? He's leaving this crazy message because you just watched the, some stand-up of mine. And then. He may have been inebriated. I don't know. But then the next day, <laughs> the next day I received this really straight phone call from him. and said, hello, this is David Bowie. You know? <laughs> wow. I want to apologize. And, and so, and so he, he, he hooked me up with tickets to see the Glass Spider tour. And so so Tom Kenny and I go, and he's like, well, what did you think? And David Bowie says to Tom Kenny and I. And, and uh, I go, well, Tom uh, Tom said it was a lot like uh, Pippin, but I, I felt it was more... <laughs> Like guys in <laughs> and dolls, and he goes, "What?" And I go, "Tom thought it was like Pippin <laughs> and I thought it was like guys and dolls." And he just kind of fell out, you know. And, and, <laughs> you know, I'm sure his head there was like he's trying to remember what the sense he was going through. Like yeah. What is this? Someone's someone's making fun of me to my face. You know what I mean? like, I'm sure. I'm sure he's trying to remember. He had to go way it's, back. Yeah, yeah. Right? Go back really when he marvellous. was back when he was Davy Jones. Yeah, exactly. So so yeah so so and I haven't seen David in a long time but I actually did did uh, yeah we actually were we we're pretty good friends for well we we even talked about doing like a this is an exclusive. For a while, we were really close to like doing kind of like a Martin and Lewis thing. We we almost came. <laughs> What? We really, really talked. Yeah, we talked really seriously about oh that. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. I mean, really close. Like, he was the one. He said, okay, I, I, I'll i book it. And I, and then I think I pussied out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking lying? Well, because he wanted to do You're it. lying. Like, no. And he wanted to do it. Here's the thing. I said, <laughs> "Here is what. here's what made me pussy out. Like, I'm thinking... We need to try, we need to do this like at the ice house. Like, we yeah, to yeah. do this in front of 150, 200 people. And he goes, Yeah, we'll do it small. You know, we'll do, it. and like, so he wanted to do like the wheel turns. You know, like, <laughs> he wanted to do theaters. And I That's like, small to him. Of course it was. Yeah. It, this is when he was playing baseball stadiums. What, you know? what When about was this? This one was when he did Sound and Vision. The, like the, oh, the, was that 80? 80... And also The Tin Machine and around that too. Yeah. But I remember too, that was really funny because I'd made fun of. Uh, you are getting exclusives. I, I'd made a joke about one in a million off of Guns N' Roses albums because it said. Because uh, it had a warning label. That was the thing that I found more annoying, you know, because it said. <laughs> Immigrants and faggots, you come to this country, then you do as you please and spread disease. That's, you know, the lyrics from Guns N' Roses, One in a Million. And I said, um, some performance, I said, it should say, uh, you know, I said I'm not familiar with this portion of American history when we had a homosexual migration. Like that. You know, all the all the gays moved here from Homo Slavia to get away from the uh persecution of heavy metal bands
2: that that look like drag queens. Yeah. You know, it's like
7: you come to this country, then you do as you please. I said the album should just say warning, this album contains reactionary redneck horseshit to sell a million more copies. And so Axel Rose and Rolling Stone said, who's Mr. Bobcat Goldblank? Fuck him, you know. Oh, God. And then I said, these stories are so dated that I said on our studio hall. I said, although I do find them <laughs> quite attractive, seeing that <laughs> IV drug users are in a high-risk group, I think I'll pass on.
2: <laughs> so,
7: so wow, this story, these stories are weird for me to say. <laughs> so, so, so then I showed up, and I went to see Bowie at Dodger Stadium, and there was some of Guns N' Roses in front of me, just a few rows up, and the there's Bobcat, you know, rump. And um, <laughs> <laughs> two things happened that were really funny. Melissa Gilbert was there, right? That's the girl who was on Roseanne? Yeah. yeah. And she goes, oh, are you a, a, a fan of David's? A, you know, are you a Bowie fan? I go, "Well, no, he's my friend, and he asked me to come, and she just rolled her eyes and walked away <laughs> oh, like sure. I was the biggest <laughs> douchebag. But I wasn't trying to be like, oh, he's my bro. I was like... That's really why I was there You know It's kind of funny It's like Then I became a Bowie fan I, I wasn't growing up Yeah I, I, I didn't dislike him But I just wasn't really into him And then, and, and now I am actually But so So um, So So Bowie in Dodger Stadium goes in between songs, she goes, I'd like to wish my good friend Bob, Bobcat goldthwaite a very happy birthday. It's my <laughs> Whoa, birthday. no way! Yeah, and I look over at Melissa Gilbert, and I'm like, psych!
9: <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
7: the, and the Guns N' Roses party was going,
6: boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was
7: really uh, it was really funny, and uh, oh, and I was with my first wife in that one, and I was like, going, man, I wish this was our first date. You know? uh, yeah, This you fucking... You man. know what I made. Mean? I'm getting so much play, but... Um, <laughs> and then uh yeah it was just uh yeah so those are some crazy stories but what, what about what i want to know about the,
0: the like martin lewis situation yeah like, man
7: you know uh, i i sh- what would what would be the show i think i sent him an email or something recently i didn't hear back but it was like uh oh we were really gonna go on and you know and this is in the 80s um you know i'm trying to sing these songs and you keep interrupting me you know it really would have <laughs> just been you know. people would have hated that <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we didn't do it. Yeah. Well, that was the idea. I thought that'd be really yeah. funny. Yeah, oh, that'd be hilarious. Wow. That's so good. But like, I'm I was thinking good. that he should do, you know, I, I, you know, and my take was, you know, you really, he should have done like, like Dean Martin music, you know. Yeah, I mean? sort of the big, big yeah. standards, Standard, band sort standards. Of yeah. yeah, but he was even like goofing around, like humming songs. You know, that would have been his take on standards. You know, and. That would uh, be- and I went to Showtime, and they said, "Yeah, we're in." And and, and we. Of course. Started, and then I, I'm the fucking. I,
9: the fuck is wrong
7: with you? But that's that's uh, that's me. I mean, that really is me. You know, it's like so many times, like I got close to doing these things that would have been nuts, and I just kind of would implode because I, uh, the fear of delivering. You know, you sit there as an outsider and you criticize everything, and then you end up in police academy instead of actually trying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Serious. I mean, that's, that's you,
0: know what they, you know, there's actually a term for that and it's called the Jonah complex. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's really a thing is. called the Jonah complex. It's like being close to succeeding and then just like bailing out because yeah. like uh, the the idea of it working out uh like just you know freaks you out. But it wasn't the
7: fear of success because I had that in in American terms, you know, I mean nor, notoriety and money. But uh it was the fear of 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 not hitting it out of the park the the fear of being judged you know yeah so uh, uh yeah so so it's funny that later on in life i was okay with just just making my, you know now i just make my movies and and i don't know what i would do if i did make a movie that people saw i mean mm-hmm. I, I don't mean people i mean my friends and people who i admire seem to like my weird movies yeah. but i just did a whole weekend and I, of of nearly sold out shows, some of them were sold out. It was packed all week in Virginia Beach, on stage. I said, um, as I'm winding up, I go, well, you know, I make movies, and if you want to look them up, they're on, you know, Netflix and things like that. And, and one guy went, "Woo!" <laughs> so, I'm not kidding. I learned not to bring up the movies. I just the one. I didn't have anybody with a DVD to sign or nothing. I mean, they had not heard of 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 the movies I make, which doesn't bother me and i and i do wonder like what if one hit like what would would i be freaked out by that
0: now it's it's funny that you say that just because you know i know sometimes on your uh on your instagram feed you know there'll there'll be a random person that kind of like you know and i i know like uh, i was talking to dana gould about it too on, on twitter it's like where someone will shout out the uh uh whatever asshole when was the last time you were relevant and then like it, it comes into this idea of like like what you were saying where success in an American terms, right. Which is notoriety and muddy money, money, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, it's I, I think about that stuff a lot where it's like how do you define success? And you know, I, and I, I think a lot of like you know when I think about music, I think about like the, like my like my place in comedy. I'm not really like you know like but if I was a band like if I was like a punk band that I listen to, I'd be like, oh, no, they're pretty good size. Yeah. And you think about like um you know like I've brought it up a ton of times before, but you know, Ian McKay uh, from Minor Threat and Discord Records and Fugazi and stuff like that. It's like, you know, this guy is like changing, changed my life, you know, and changed a lot right. of people's lives. But like mostly everybody doesn't know who they are. Does that mean that they're not successful? So just to do what you want to do and and, and shoo away the preconceived notion that it's about, you know, notor- notoriety and money.
7: Sure. I, I mean, I think it's funny. Um, who was it recently? Somebody I was talking to, like, uh, uh, you know, I, I was probably at one of the film festivals and... um someone who was really giving me an attitude and uh in order for him to give him an attitude he had to see me in police academy or something you know what i mean yeah. like like he had a you know it's like dude i didn't watch him
2: yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying
7: like not that i'm justifying my thing but whatever his weird attitude was it's, it's just yeah. it's weird sometimes and then the other thing in the um Artie farty film festival world, like if you have a sense of whimsy or if there's laughs in your movie, uh, it suddenly is not as, is not taken as serious as a, a movie without, uh, you know, that are void of laughs, you know, yeah, it's weird, you know? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. That's the slam. I recently a comedian made a snarky comment about me being not relevant and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. When was I relevant? <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know
0: what I mean? And, and uh, what and what is it to be relevant? I mean, the thing is it's like you make a living off of doing comedy and making movies and just being a director and a comedian like, you know, but you are successful. that's what success is. to yeah. choose the things that you want to do and then be able to sustain off of that, yeah, yeah. that your desire. Yourself.
7: And it's also like, well, what's relevant, you know, being on Last Comic Standing 8 or yeah. or having a movie that you wrote and directed at Sundance, you know? Yeah. That's aimed at the guy who actually was on Last Comic <laughs> Standing that, that said I wasn't relevant. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also called me a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was the... Uh... This is the guy who does an impression of me in, in his act. And was his name again? Uh, I don't want to get into a war. people could do their research, but he did it. He did an impression of me in his acting. He does it all the time, and it's. Did he
3: have something non-flattering to say about you after that? Well, because
7: <laughs> I did say I would do an impression of him, but no one knew who I was doing. <laughs> but I was just trying to set it, make a thing saying, "Hey, dude, I don't have to like you doing an impression of me. You can yeah. do it." <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to get a cease and desist. Right. But here's why I hate I hate comics that do impressions of comedians. Because oh, yeah. they're getting a laugh. It's like, it's these comfort. are the these are the same dummies that think Curly really talked like that. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's just like, wouldn't it be funny if Bobcat Goldthwait and Gilbert Godfrey were air traffic controllers? And like, Yeah, it would be. Because those are two... Reasonably Comedians. funny personas <laughs> yeah. that they've created. Yeah. <laughs> How about write a joke? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah exactly. You know, I, I
0: think like it's be, just fantasy. It's like fantasy baseball, where it's just like, imagine if this guy and this guy, yeah,
3: yeah. Michelle Page and Mark McGuire. Yeah, yeah.
7: But I grew up with Tom Kenny, who, 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 who? I mean, not just SpongeBob, but he's so brilliant as a mimic. We would come home from school, and he would impersonate the class, the teacher. The the principal making announcements and spot on, but he was doing material like he would be telling a story. So just straight on impressions that get uh, you know it's like uh, it's like watching those movies where it's something you know. You know the comedies. Yeah. They just go. This is something you've seen. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, you know the <laughs> <laughs> that kind of comedy. You know. What I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you
0: can
8: buy on window dressing. You're like, oh, that's 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 a party trick. That's not necessarily comedy. Exactly. Yeah. And
0: there's there's there was a you know kind of a a Dane cookie kind of like a and he did it you know early on, but it was just. Basically, it's like, uh, we all remember this thing, right? Remember this thing?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, and, go- and
0: no, one's, no one's laughing at a joke. They're going, they're going, it's like, it's the sound that comes out of their mouth when they're like, remember something. They go, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I
3: remember light, right? Exactly. But it tugs at the same like communal experience. We all relate to each other. Exactly. Yay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Instead of an idea, it's a
7: thing. Yeah. But you yeah. don't need an impression. You've got the real thing. Well, but that's the other thing. It's just like maybe I have a problem when people do an impression of me. I'm like, yep, that's the persona I jettisoned years ago. That year, <laughs> helping perpetuate. <laughs> <sighs> when did you decide to just uh, to drop that persona? It was after I stopped directing Kimmel. I went back out on the road because I used to always do kind of like a hybrid of myself and the persona still because I knew that the, that's what – People are here at the Bell Brooks. Yeah, thing. Yeah, People yeah. are here to see a show. I gotta do it. So, so then I finally realized I hate stand and and I was like, no, it wasn't I hated stand-up I hated this persona, this this meeting people's expectations. So so once, a, it was really funny. I, I I started doing standup again. I actually videoed it, and I thought, well, this would be funny because I'll I'll be able to make fun of the bad features, you know, the bad opening acts and the shitty wacky morning teams I got to deal with and the douchebag club owners and i got none of that on this thing like the wacky morning teams were fine (laughs) the opening acts were fine they were my friends (laughs) the club owners were somewhat reasonable and not cheating me and i was really well i'm still miserable and then i realized it was it was this persona you know that i had to kill it so i actually do have that on camera the night i said in a club that paid money to see me do stand-up that I I had to go out there without the character. Wow, wow! But I I didn't do anything with this footage because it just felt so masturbatory. But you know, I, I you know maybe my daughter will make something out of it. You know what? <laughs> what did, so did you have to? I mean, <laughs> when you do that, how do you rebuild? Do you go out and say like, oh, I have twenty
0: minutes, I can do without that character or... Or can you still do that material can, can without you still the do that Yeah, there was enough,
7: it was enough material that I said, hey, this is my voice and I got to do it this way. And there's people going, do the do the voice. It know. still happens, right? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But did, you, did it fun...
0: When you were writing after that, was it easier or was it harder because you didn't have the character anymore? Like, was it
7: easier to say like, oh, no, I've had these thoughts and now I don't have to put it through the character? No, it, it was just as hard. But then recently something hit me on stage too is that... So many of these people have this expectation. So I don't deliver that. But if I actually do crowd work, and not nasty crowd work, if I just do really kind of friendly crowd work the crowd goes crazy and i know and i don't rely on hacky things but if i actually just dig around it's almost more like what powell not would do and i dig around and dig around and they'll go oh that was a great show and it's like well of course it was about you
8: <laughs> I, I want you to, uh, I, want you to
7: <laughs> I want you to tell the uh you
0: know because that you said that's having a lot to you where you do the voice do the voice and you recently did a show in denver Uh, not too long after the show. Oh, I know what
7: you're talking about. The the people wanting the voice. I know what you're talking about. This drunk woman's heckling in the back because she's mad that I'm not doing the voice. And, And she finally... Because everywhere you go, by the way... like. Like, you're getting a heckler, and you, go, and you make a joke about it or try to shut him up. The guy goes, well, you're in Jersey, or you're here in Alabama. Like, people think that's an excuse for the... So this woman goes, I'm from Aurora. And I go, of course you are. You've learned not to sit in the front anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the weirdest thing I've ever oh. said on and this stage. Was, and this was, like, maybe two months? Yeah, yeah. But this is the thing. I didn't get... <laughs> food it no? was more like it was more like when you know like native people see a plane and they and then you'll say did you see the plane they go no Yeah. No. <laughs> it, was, and then other, yeah. it was like that like like some people went ah but a lot of people just pretended they didn't hear it it was like we like <laughs> wow. you yeah and yeah. we're not gonna let that in. You didn't say that. (laughs) I'm not going to laugh. not going to Well, they just, just, we're going to just treat this moment as it didn't happen and we're just going to move on. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: We're going to break for a song from the Uncluded. It's a song off their new album, Hokey Fright, called Delicate Cycle. (laughs) Artwork by previous guest, Travis Miller. Um,
9: take my finger off. Old dog, old trick, new twist. Like, actually, took take the finger off? Wrap it in a blanket as he would a severed horse head. Mail it to a friend, you want to pick it, swear more with And Should they need a forearm or something, they can practice drawing skulls on. Cut it from the shoulder while the saw's warm. The full appendage really make a world of difference. Included two or thirty teeth that you had all your critics. Thirty-two would have been perfect. Two were casualties of it since I always went and things for Christmas. The rest were cool. I'm shipping out a torso with the AM. You should learn to hit the organs every time at forty paces. It's important. I can't Explain why now, by the way. Legs in a crate delivery box today. If a uniformed man knocks on his document, you shouldn't have to walk out to the mailbox for the other shit. My mom was
10: a lunch lady when I was in elementary school. She was outside during recess. She had a whistle, and I thought that that was cool. She was really nice to all the kids who didn't have a lot of friends. She would give them hugs and tell them jokes, or she'd play catch with them. My dad worked at the laundromat, which was really cool to me. I'd get to open up the washing machines and clean them out and collect the money and I'd open the soap dispenser and put new little boxes of soap inside. I knew how it worked and I was good at it. me with a sense of pride. I would meet all kinds of people there and I would look them in the eye and I'd say, hi, hi. excuse me but do you mind if I shine the glass while your clothes dry? Yeah, my whole life, my whole life is a, life is a, cycle. Is a, a delicate,
6: delicate cycle. cycle My whole life is a delicate cycle delicate My whole life is a delicate cycle, cycle. My whole life is a
9: delicate cycle. Delicate delicate cycle. Cycle. Delicate Giant arm with a head. They said it used to walk upright right in like New York after 10. One day it woke up out of border, nothing more to extend. Delicate cycle and the alpha of its orbiting zen. When it's personal skill, is already poured its best. A conversation can be riddled with exorbitant debt. And you don't know it, but I know I owe you more than I've kept. So if you find a biohazard by your door on the step, maybe it couldn't find its faculties, but swore it would help. Want it to be a larger part than its abnormal Let hang on up overnighting eyes with a headlight like deer stare. One up, in van, UPS and ear pair. Wear them if you need a new perspective on a weird year and one day when i'm better we can square away a fair share the last frame silhouetted by the sun was an airmail stamp on a still warm tongue i
10: was 26 years old first time i lived in a house with a washer and dryer in it and that's the year i bottomed out Maybe what was missing was the sense of community that comes from hauling your big old load out in public and airing your dirty laundry and the company of other people who also don't have the amenities at their convenience in a home that's so set up that they never have to leave. I miss the smell the dust. Coins, the trust, the squeaky carts, the vibrations, the bucket full of bleach, the dryer sheets, the old payphone, the giant sink. I'd watch my daddy mop the floor, and my heart started with the quarter. I'd watch my daddy mop the floor, and my heart started with the quarter. I'm my whole life is a, a, a delicate cycle. Cycle.
6: cycle, cycle, My, my whole life, life a delicate cycle. Psycho, cycle. Cycle. My whole life all is I go, cycle. go, I go, I go, I go, I go,
1: You know, in contrast to that, meeting the people in Hazel and then realizing that, like, wow, this, this place, Portland, feels a lot like what I miss of Athens. And there are people here that seem interesting. And there are these great bands, the Spinanes and Hazel mm-hmm. and Cracker Bash that were putting out records at that time. Or, you know, recording tapes, mostly, really. And Elliot Smith uh, was, you know, was an a band called heat miser. So uh, that really made Portland seem like this remarkable place that I wanted to go spend more time in. So I started going back and forth, um, like leaving Athens and... Traveling either on buses or, or flights because uh, Delta had a hub in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and so we'd just kind of go out and spend time in Portland and kind of get to know the city. And Gus Van Sant was out there, and yeah, and, and in your in that, future and, wife, and, and my future wife. So uh, started going back and forth, and then you know shooting some stuff with Elliot Smith and, and other people that were up there, and realizing all these great bands were there. And then Cat Power, who I hung out with in Atlanta quite a bit, and when she you, were you know, just you just saw her last night, yeah. 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 Uh, she was another Georgia character from that time period, and mm-hmm. really adored her, and so she ended up spending some time there in '96. And then I met, uh, Corrin who I fell in love with. And then that made me, how, how long did it take for her to fall in love with you? It was weird. <laughs> Like it just kind of happened like in October of 1996. Aww. I, and it was not intentional. It was not like deliberate in any way. Like she had just, you know, it, it didn't seem likely. And, yeah. And, uh, we just kind of really connected. And then, um, and you weren't living there yet. No, I was just, I was passing through and I had survived this crazy plane crash, uh, on the way out there. What? And then yeah, oh, I love how you throw it. <laughs>
2: <a> Lance, <laughs> fucking, fucking Novels bangs, man. And, uh,
6: <laughs>
1: and then uh, once we started, hold you, on. <laughs> yeah, let's skip over the plane
0: crash. Are you nuts? Just big big you can do crash, that one real quick, right? What's, uh, it's what?
1: What's I'll, the, I'll do like the most condensed version I can. Basically, was taking a flight. I was going from Atlanta, Georgia, and I was going to go out to Seattle, and was about to direct a video for REM for a song called "How the West Was Won" and where it got us was going to go shoot some footage in Seattle, then drive down to Olympia, then Portland, and then cont- like shoot footage in those cities and then go to LA and shoot the band performing there. And it was the last record they did with Bill Barry and the band. Oh, wow. Um, and the flight was on continental airlines, left Atlanta. And as we got up and we're kind of like heading out over Texas, uh, it was getting close to dusk and I was sitting at the emergency exit row uh, window and There was an electrical fire. One of the engines went out. There was like a two engine, you know, they've got two engines. You can fly perfectly fine and land with one engine. Yeah. But the electrical fire that spread from the engine that had gone out got into the system and kind of disabled their ability to add
3: power to to the main engine. engine. And so, in a
1: very gradual way, like wisps of gray electrical smoke were coming out of each of those. You know, there's a three. Vents to get air above your yeah. seat, and you can see them down the whole length of the cabin. Oh, just like fuck. little tendrils start kind of creeping out. It wasn't like gushing or like a massive blazing fire, but like wispy right. gray tendrils of smoke from the electrical fire start coming out of that. And you can smell that, you yeah. know, and it's wires and, and shielding around wires burning.
3: Yeah. And oh, then my God. it smells like those little cars that you have. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: I'd thought that the, you know, the kind of flight attendants would keep their composure and whatever, but they <laughs> flipped out and like ran like in a disorganized way, like ran to the cabin, then ran to the back and then ran to the cabin again, like just in panic, not in like, I'm going to oh. go there quickly to get the answer and then go back and relate to them. It was like, mm. just, a, uh, uh, you know, kind oh, of thing. Um, so They're supposed to stay strong no, for us. They were <laughs> to stay strong. And so the, uh, the captain was very candid and very, you know, open about what's going on. I was like, okay, as you can see, we've lost the right engine. And that was the one out the window that I was, uh, sitting on Jagger. and, uh, and you know, we're, you know, like we can fly with one engine. We're going to like find somewhere to touch down and we'll, you know, figure this out. Like, you know, please keep it together and please don't panic. But the, because the flight attendants were, it felt like, whoa, this is not, yeah you know, yeah. um, but I, in my maybe overly romanticized hyperbolic way, I was like writing a lot and doing, you know, postcards and journals and yeah and you're an indie rock kid is? in the like, 90s New of course yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i and i thought like i don't think i'm about i don't feel like i'm about to die right now i feel like this is going to be an interesting story that i make it through and that i'm not a, you know i haven't finished this film yeah. yet and guess what I was, yeah Lance, it I mean, wasn't it you're wasn't. in hell <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, my backyard you know, I, i've got things i still need to do and make and that i'm not it's not yeah it's not over yet yet um and the man to my right no sorry the man to my left and then a woman on the aisle, um, you know, from the point that I got on the plane, I was kind of like, I was in this very like, ugh, you know, about everyone over the age of 30, you know, I was <laughs> yeah. in this very like hateful, fuck everyone, you know, sort of mindset at that time. And yeah. like, oh, you know, Hard Rock Cafe, Mall of America t-shirts, yeah. like McKenzie, like <laughs> all these people are idiots kind of yeah. sensibility. Um, and there was this like, definitely a very clearly like, you know, kind of businesswoman from Atlanta on the aisle and this like kind of more grizzled Harry Dean Stanton kind of guy in the, <laughs> in the middle who had not said very much, you know, during the whole thing. And she had been kind of persnickety and difficult to the flight attendants, like, you know, about drink service and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so they came back to do the briefing to us about the the exit row. And it was much more thorough than the one they give you at the beginning. Of the-
2: <laughs> 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 it wasn't the
1: sort of like, you know, okay. And if you, you know, now nah, that you understand me, it was just like, okay, we are going down and, we are going to have to make an emergency landing. Oh and my God. You're going to have to do this. And so, like, just let me know for sure that you are wow,
2: capable <laughs> of this.
1: And the way it's going to work is you're going to put your left, left hand in the lower slot, right hand in the upper slot. You're going to pull in the two tabs. The door is going to weigh 45 pounds. You're going to pull that and then swing it out to the side to your right. You're going to direct the first people to, you know, in your aisle to follow you out to the end of the length of the plane. There'll be like a clear marking there and a, a piece of yellow that shows you where to kind of step down. And then you're going to don't stay there. Don't try and like you know wave people past you and like wave them out down the thing. It's your job to take them and run as far as you can to get behind cover before there's a secondary explosion.
6: Oh, oh my god! And it was like, Whoa, this is there's not. A, yeah, this is
1: not the like the kind of cursory yeah. briefing they give you. the game. <laughs> I need like, an audible yes from y'all <laughs> yeah. before we get over here. You good you ready?
0: <laughs> yes. And All so right.
1: It did start to sink in. Like, oh, oh, like yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. this is like a bit more. But like, and I, then I'm thinking, like, okay. I've got the first seat to get out in a way. And then like here's the journal and here's a stack of postcards I'm writing and like I can I can
0: here's yeah. my mixtapes. <laughs> here's so,
3: I grab uh, my carry on. The
1: The timing of it was like kind of at dusk, but you're heading west, so you're you're kind of along with the sun. You know, like it's yeah. just yeah. weird thing where we were skirting along for a bit and it wasn't quite setting Chasing and the then, Sun. And I also thought in my mind, like, oh we'll just like we're over like West Texas. We'll just like put yeah. it down somewhere and all this like some field. sand. Yeah. yeah. And we're like looking and it's all this like sand as we get lower though. It, so the, the thing I should add is that we're we're constantly losing altitude because of the lack of the ability to add power to the, the one existing engine now. So it's this very the kind of the high pitched hum that's always happening, the kind of eh, thing that you tune out yeah. is like very clearly like dropping octaves. It's oh. like Yay. Oh. Oh, <laughs> the whole time. And uh, and and as we get like low enough, you can see that like, oh, this isn't like the sands of Tatooine. This is like there's boulders and crevices
2: and perfectly.
1: Yeah, it's like this is gonna be a much rougher landing than Zen I. Sand garden, and, yeah. but then you would see like a sort of a desert highway and think like, well, are we allowed to? treat that like a runway or an air style or are you by that by doing that are you liable because you're going to kill the random car truck that's on that road and then therefore you're not allowed to take that you know like i didn't know it's called collateral damage yeah like Like i didn't lose one to save many is the pilot allowed to make that choice or not about you know where denzel would yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're kind of getting lower and lower and then the sun like tipped down below the horizon line and and it got like oh shit like maybe this like is a death moment like, you know, yeah. like, you know, like, like i wasn't expecting to watch the sun like just disappear behind the the rim there right. uh-huh. yeah and then now we're just like lit by the flashing of this thing and like you could see the oh. it wasn't like a raging burning blazing fire but it was like it had taken out the engine yeah, you know? yeah. so we're getting lower and lower and then uh the woman the flight attendant kind of they make like an announcement over the thing like you know uh we're we need everyone to kind of brace for impact. We're going to go down and, and you'll hear two commands. And the first one is like, you know, brace. And at that point you put your head between your knees and try and hold on to both of your ears and, and not hit your head into the seat in front of you. If you've got a child with you, try and use one arm to restrain them. And then, you know, once we've kind of stopped moving across the ground, you'll hear a second command, which is clear. That's your cue to kind of raise your head. Don't lift your head up before you hear that cue. Cause we're going to be like, you know, scraping across some stuff. And so it's all this, like, way more detailed stuff than I yeah. would have imagined about like, I don't oh, that get makes the head sense.
0: between the – I can't well, do
1: that. To... I can't lean that forward. I'm huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My head would just hit the fucking thing. Right. Yeah. But I guess it – like, they, they imagine there's things kind of flying over – you know what I mean? Like, you know, equipment yeah. or someone's yeah. suitcase is going to come oh, yeah, yeah. down at yeah. head level and hit people in the back of the heads if they aren't, don't have their heads kind of down. Yeah, contents may seat. shift, bro. So yeah. – uh, <laughs> So then, the stewardess kind of comes back to check in on our thing, and the woman, um, the businesswoman on the aisle, is being like just completely inappropriately like asking all these panic questions, and it's like you know clearly the attendants don't know like where mm. we're land, you know, it's yeah. like, they're in the middle of a crisis, and like it's not up to you to stop them and start being intrusive and annoying and, and petty. <laughs> and then so I'm trying to like block her out in my mind, and I'm writing in the journal, and like uh, you know, like I hate uh, everyone. Uh. And then the guy, the kind of Harry Dean Stanton guy next to me just kind of like looks over at me writing and is like, uh, d- d- excuse me. Uh, and I'm not doing a good accent, but it was yeah. like an Eastern European accent. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, where, where am I? Where am I to die? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and and, and, then, and I realized like, oh my God, like he can tell that we're going, down yeah. crashing. but he has not understood any of these oh, any oh of my instructions God. or any of the like head thing, you know, like he doesn't, he just knows that like, oh, he I'm doesn't speak die. the language yeah. and the plane's That's, going down. That, that and, and so then, and this is 1996, I guess, no, 95, 96. <sighs> oh, so, uh, pre-Atlanta Olympics. Yeah. Pre-Atlanta Olympics. <laughs> and so basically I realized like, oh my God, like Berlin Wall, 89, Romania, 90, like, he had probably grown up and lived in the Eastern Bloc. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. For you know, all of his life up to age forty two or whatever. And yeah. then that all that world ends and comes down and he's free and makes it over the United States in some form or wherever. However recently guy. it was and like <laughs> yeah. is now on this plane going from Atlanta, which is like a big hub, you know, for Delta, to, you know, yeah. the West Coast. And uh and that, like this is his sense. And and I'm able to say like I th- I think we're over Texas. And he's yeah. like, ah, Texas. Like, it's a place that had significance sort of recognition. If we, my we're, father we're, killed Texas. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> if I'd been like Missouri, like who? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: He's, he's dying
1: a, like John Wayne. Would. Yeah. There was yeah. an imagery. Yeah. He's ready to die. This is
0: some, like he survived the fucking like, yeah. world war two. Exactly. And now the final destination yeah. has come back. It's Texas.
3: Yeah. So we're
1: getting low and I'm thinking like, I don't, maybe we are going to die. You know, maybe the, you know, this is getting wow. darker than I thought it was going to be. Right. And, uh, And so we're getting down really low and, again, seeing way more kind of scrub and crevices and boulders and and stuff and thinking, like, can we go just take that that road there and then land on that? Why not? Mm -hmm. Um, And then they end up finding that there's like an abandoned airfield near El Paso, and they kind of keep coasting and get to that. And then make like the smoothest, softest landing I might have ever been. <laughs> Instead of coming in like you know really fast and like hitting the brakes, Burbank
3: am I right, uh, yeah, We'd slowing down and, and, for and like slowing down. It's like we just kind of like miles.
1: skipped in from twenty feet above the ground to like rolling oh, yeah. in whatever the minimum like you know airspeed might yeah. be. And but then we so we landed, but we're in the middle of nowhere. There's no so they made a call and there were like rescue and emergency vehicles heading out to come get to us. But it right. wasn't like we were landing at. A terminal of a working full blown sure. yeah, yeah. airport. There's
8: nobody, to get the,
3: and it's blind. dark.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so they're like, oh, and everyone. And the other thing I have to admit was that in the last moments when we we're getting low and it felt really grim, that all the sort of like middle America, Spuds beginning Hard Rock Cafe, t shirt people were kind of gracefully, quietly holding hands and not spazzing out and weren't like, oh, we're gonna, you know. Yeah. They were like, you know, clearly praying, but not in a like yeah. objectifiable like Jesus, yeah. you know, kind yeah, of like. Yeah. like somewhat dignified graceful manner and that i was like maybe maybe i don't need to be quite so hard. yeah oh wow, so <laughs> wow. Fucking, like, like yeah, indie
0: rock like, kid yeah, a little like punk rock inside of you was yeah. just like maybe i should you know what we're na- we ain't so different hard rock jacket
1: <laughs> i wouldn't go quite that far but it was like was, rather than hating everyone over the age of 30 there was a sense of like okay there is some grace to be seen yeah how they handled this all so um they tell us we're gonna get kept on the plane basically until they get some representative from Continental out to come figure out a plan (laughs) for what we do next or (laughs) you know, where we go. And people are just really grateful to be on the ground and so they're relieved and cheering for the you know, the they take the fifty dollar voucher, and, and, and we're all pretty happy. And people are a little bit, I imagine, stressed about like they where they are, what they're gonna, you know, whatever. But like, relieved that yeah. they made it the, through this yeah. thing and did not die, and that like, yeah. Great imagine missing and, the uh,
3: connecting flight is like, yeah, like yeah I was third uh, on your list of, but that would be just, that would be yeah. the
1: blackout line on that
0: like that scene, which is just is like, well, I guess we're not gonna catch the,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the connecting <laughs> flight. But so then the, the thing that kind of put me back to Repulsion at everyone was that they you know they kind of make the sound like look you know we're gonna be here for a little while. There's clearly it's not like a place it was expecting. And like, yeah. there's nowhere to depart to. There's no terminal to walk into right now. So just hang tight, and, and we'll you know we'll try and figure out a plan and get people here, and then like get a ramp to to go down, and then like you know find payphones and everyone get a turn and kind of make arrangements. And we'll figure this out, um, and everyone's fine with that. And then uh, the emergency vehicles show up and they start spraying down the plane with foam uh, in case there was any, yeah, you know. And then we're kind of watching that and it's, it's kind of exciting. And the sound of that, like when that, it's like being in a car wash where like when that hits your window and then, uh, we did not have like a ton of lights inside the plane because of the electrical fire, but then they make another announcement. That's like way more urgent. That's like, okay, like new plan. We're going to open the front uh, gate and we're going to just try and like go down the, 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 do not go out the emergency exits there. There is there's a fuel leak, and we're worried about a spark, oh, and uh. so we need to just get everyone away from the aircraft and behind any cover we can, but do not go out the wings or the emergency exits. Like, everyone, we need to come out. <laughs> so your job is now null and void. My involved. job yeah. is null
3: and void. Not only like that, you also now have the worst seat on yeah. the plane. Yeah, and
2: so uh, <laughs> me, but like,
3: Well, I mean, they, you're closest to where the leak is. Oh, right, yes, <laughs> in that terms.
1: And so uh, they... They say very urgently and clearly, like, you know, do not get anything out of the overhead bins. Like, we need to get everyone off the plane very, very quickly. Like, do not take anything. And, of course, the first group that's up there near that door are all the the first-class cabin, Mm -hmm. business-class cabin. And they just start opening up the overhead bins and taking out, like, attache cases. And this is, like, pre-laptop. You know, in my mind, it's like, it's just papers. You know, like, it's it's not.
3: There's a copy of that somewhere.
1: And they're just getting those things out. And the people behind them are like. Mortified, like, how How dare you? How dare you? Yeah. Like, calling them out on it, and then it turns into like yelling and bickering, and, uh. and I'm back to like, okay, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, it, it
0: went from, we're all gonna die together, so we need to be together with this, and then it's like, fuck that, that guy's not gonna get yeah. ahead of me. I gotta so, get
1: my so Louis Vuitton. I think I went from that to then like meeting corn within a couple of days. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a hell of an emotional swing. Yeah. Yeah. wow. That oh. leaves you in a giant emotional uh, openness.
0: That is uh, that is insane. We're gonna take a quick short break with this song from this. This is uh swallowing knives, are a hardcore punk band from Prince Edward Island, and uh, they're featuring members of Year of the Rat and Skirm. Uh-
10: It is tough. Especially when you're constantly slaying carnivorous beasts spent on your destruction. Hey, make sure to clean the tub. I might actually need a to shower today.
4: Oh, don't give me that. You've been wearing the same pair of track pants since Tuesday? I mean, they still have the size sticker on the leg. Yeah,
5: yeah, I do.
4: Well,
2: still, I was thinking today might be the day.
4: Yeah,
10: yeah. Oh, it's still alive! Ah! It! I don't have any weapons! Get it with the shower head! <laughs> ah! Shit. My burrito got some gunk on it. But that's just Fairhaven. We make it work. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble.
0: Sandwich? I think it's a chicken caprese sandwich. Caprese? You're caprese. I didn't
8: You're order. Cup crazy. Cup crazy. Let's go cup crazy, Neil. Cup.
4: Cra- not for another few months, Speaking now. of chicken sandwiches, have you heard about that sandwich Dave had the other night? We yeah, haven't. Yeah. Give
8: me a call. <laughs> pickles on that sandwich, Dave. Oh, so many pickles. Two different kinds homemade, proprietary. Sandwich is very pickle forward. Very pickle forward. That's
3: true. <laughs> so, so are they like upgrading the classic Chick fil A with like a breaded Chicken oh. piece
8: so you compare this to Chick-fil-A. I'm <laughs> saying upgrading it like oh, yeah. the
3: formula Ch- chicken with pickles is basically their formula.
8: The bun is like
3: butter. All right, so that's good. So it's a better bun
8: and it's breaded Two kinds chicken of pickles and a coleslaw and the breaded breast is okay. unbelievable. And Fantastic. a little bit of the bread comes off and you have it when you're done and it's
4: the best. You lose me a coleslaw a bit though. Not a fan. Not a fan of really? coleslaw. A
8: coleslaw. Yeah, well, I like a good cabbage.
3: coleslaw. It's yeah. It's not really a
4: which which, which when oh, you say Oh, Ruby.
3: The dog Love having Ruby around. Maybe it wasn't Ruby. Whatever it ate off the floor is not a green. Uh. <laughs> that the microphone cable she ate is giving her Yeah, that's death real
0: farts. bad. Sorry. It's real bad. Uh
3: we're going to light a match and listen to uh. some Adele. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? Last time I synced my phone with a computer, it removed the Adele from my phone.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Someone
3: make a good guy computer meme from a uh, Reddit account. You. Yeah. What was that, Cash? Oh, man. Oh, shit, that smells.
8: I don't smell it. I'm next to her. Yeah, yeah. well. you got
3: away with that. Oh.
9: Oof. It's I don't bad. Want the
8: rest of my sandwich. Great. Hey, That's Neil's plan here. worked. He gave
3: Ruby those fart pills. There are such things as fart pills, right? They sold them in the back <laughs> of comic books, but
0: I always thought they were just stink bombs.
2: It
3: yeah. really was, it was
0: a bad idea to podcast tonight.
3: I don't think so. I think yeah. it's going pretty well. I mm-hmm. had some laughs. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just wrap it up early.
8: I love that Adele thing from earlier. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was good. I'm not going to lie, Dave. I'm with you. <laughs> Oh man! So we the we talked about.
8: The world is a vampire. <laughs> the world
0: is a. Uh, we we did get the chicken sandwich thing, though. Know, that was the only thing I wanted to make sure we got.
8: <laughs> I was wondering, is there any openings on the next episode for me to talk you about that same book? chicken sandwich? You gotta have another meal, Dad. I have several a day, cash. Cool! Wow! Dinner is fired. Sorry, I said cash wrong. Hey, several a day, cash.
0: Uh. Arcade Fire just played the roof of the Capitol Records building
8: the other night. And no Daves cared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there were a few Daves. Yeah, Dave's Well, that's fine. Probably
0: mostly Daves. Yeah, it was
8: probably full of Daves. <laughs>
0: um, but all the pictures I saw of it, they were real far away. And it seemed like the worst idea to go well, and watch hall it. How tall is the Capitol Records building? Well, they weren't on the tower. They were on the building. Oh, next to it there? That's the, like a, the, the other there. main office yeah. part of the building. Um...
2: What? What? (laughs) You're gonna gonna play on
4: there, but you're not gonna play the the tower? But it's just because no one would be able to see them. That's true. Oh, so the the audience couldn't be up there. The
3: idea was like, oh, we'll watch this from the street? Yeah. Yeah. That fucking bullshit Yeah, yeah, that's
4: stupid. I misunderstood as well. That's like the...
3: It's the worst yeah. neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's,
0: it's
4: like a
3: really kind of nothing n- over it's there. A, it's a freeway off-ramp and on-ramp. And then like... A storage sp- facility. Storage, yeah. Like and then a parking lot storage.
8: for that, that rock club that's there. That's about it.
3: Who yeah. the fuck was like... Was it like Surprise UG uh, It was style? like a secret show. And then you had to
0: like have a, a, a certain kind of pass to be on the street below them. Oh. But man. then there was people just across it. It just seemed like the worst idea. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah, I think
3: they were probably like, "Hey, let's do this," and then they turned their backs, and then a bunch of people put the event together with all that fucking ridiculous restrictions and bullshit.
0: Yeah, and then said,
3: "Oh, why don't we do it next to the Capitol Record Building? That sounds great." I'm from Canada. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> if you
8: can watch Arcade Fire on Saturday Night Live and not blush, you have cheek aids. <laughs> <laughs> cheek aids. Sorry. Cheek aids. They're all. Au- sorry. They're awful.
0: Yeah, that wasn't the best performance. They're now they've become. And I like Arcade Fire. I like those first couple albums. I haven't listened to the new one yet, but they've become that band that uh, you know squares use to uh, try to improve their cool.
8: Starbucks. You got one right here, Starbucks in there. band. It's
0: just uh it's you know Radiohead, uh, Strokes were that band for a little bit. Just uh, no, no, no. I, I like I like all the current stuff right now. I love Arcade Fire.
3: The KCRW. Yes, yeah. yes, KCRW band. Yeah. I, this is a belated, nailed it, nailed it for uh, Clint's Starbucks band. Yes, definition. <laughs> Yeah.
8: This is a picture of Dan Yemen in the metal frat. Cool. Nice. Oh, from earlier. <laughs> Dan Yemen. Lifetime. Audio the radio. Great Lifetime. Great audio Dave. Lifetime. For people, dynamite, for people that are just listening. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
8: Sorry, that took me 20 minutes to find. If I didn't show it off. <laughs> I
3: was never much a fan of Arcade Fire, but I did see Lance Bangs's shoot of them where the power went out. And there's like, you know, 500 people there to see them in this venue. Something happened. The power went out. So they all moved to the center of the floor. And people lit them with like flashlights and phones and shit. Oh, wow. And then they played, you know, the big hit song. The
0: The one from the movie.
3: Is that from a movie? Which movie? It's from uh, Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, that's a good movie. That's super awesome it. and everything, but I've seen them when the power didn't go out and they still do that. <laughs> oh,
8: really? <laughs> <laughs> Nealed it! Give it to him. <laughs> Nealed it! Nealed it! Nealed it!
3: That's two Daves and a kneeled it.
8: <laughs> Dave did. <it. laughs>
3: That'd be a good drop. Um, What else is going on,
0: guys? You guys have a good uh, Halloween?
3: Had a good Halloween. Cash and I went to San Francisco last weekend. Didn't see any music. We did dance. We did dance.
0: What happened? Went to a oh. dance party
3: in the mission at a bar that was actually just a bar. It wasn't a dance party. They had a DJ,
8: which I thought was the coolest Halloween thing I'd ever seen. Uh, which I thought was a ghost DJ. I thought it was just like headphones floating <laughs> over the DJ turntables, and they were just playing it. Turns out the guy was just looking for a record and wasn't there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, still a cool idea. I was like, yeah, I should do that if I ever a Halloween party.
3: Nice. It was that pretty fun. There's like no one, no one in that bar was really in costume but there was one asian guy that had a pumpkin painted on his face but it wasn't like oh he painted his face like a pumpkin it's like he painted a pumpkin <gasps> small in the middle of his that's face super oh, that's funny. weird very weird <laughs> and was greedy. alone <laughs> and was talking to ladies like it was you know time to go yeah and uh, and dancing really hard sweating You you uh, don't spend that money at pickup artist class without wanting a result. Oh, I know know how I'll peacock this weekend in San Francisco. But, like, and then uh, my friend was, like, you know, he was talking to her, and I think she gathered that he was staying in a hostel and was looking for something to do the next night. (laughs) Like, what's going on tomorrow night? Um, Stranger in a bar I don't know? I'm (laughs) staying in this hostel over here. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Someday I hope to grow up to be a serial murderer <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm just scouting Right now I'm just trying to feel out Where the best place to start my career <laughs> As a serial killer would be God. They'll call me the pumpkin man <laughs> yeah.
3: Pumpkin head? No, 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 no Pumpkin face <laughs> There used to be a
8: pizza face But that cleared up
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Our friend Jake Cohen Holmes uh, longtime friend Has just started listening to the podcast He's oh, friends no. with uh we took
0: you so long, it's only been a year. Jesus uh, Christ. I mean, he, uh, come on. I think he you listened, don't fucking stop then.
3: He listened to some, but he's been on a tear a bit lately. All right. And uh he was asking me questions about because he's friends with Cash and Jonah and I for a long time. And he's like, Is Cash like there to be like Jonah's hype man? He like finishes his sentences and stuff. <laughs> like is he like hyping him up? I was like, What, like Ed McMahon? <laughs> <laughs> Does Cash really finish my
0: sandwiches? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh but then we were making a bunch of jokes, and then we came up with the name Head McMahon. <laughs> you got some great nicknames for catch. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a giant yeah. head, Head yeah. McMahon.
0: <laughs> the beard ads. Uh, uh, it's not really that big. Uh, big. I just love the way you lead up against that mic with the beard and the head. It just like, you look like a fucking the new Wolfman Jack. Yeah. you look like Wolfman Jack in a box.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
3: I don't have enough apps open to play all the sound effects I need. Oh, Wolfman Jack in the Box. Uh, Just so you all know, the other nicknames are (laughs) the Vanilla Gorilla. Blonde Frankenstein. Oh, Blonde Frankenstein is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> I stole that from Conan, though. Because um, he, he used to call John Tesh Blonde Frankenstein. <laughs> I swear every
4: time I hear Vanilla Gorilla, I just vomit a little in my mouth. Oh. It's just so gross.
3: I stole that, too, from this guy, Mike Giant. He's an awesome illustrator. And uh, he, uh, he used to put out zines, and they always had, like, two-word names, like, each edition. Yeah. And there were always uh, solopsisms where he flipped the first letter of each. And example being my favorite, Flood Bart. Oh nice. <laughs> so then you go, oh, Flood Bart. Um
0: But vanilla gorilla, do you do you uh <laughs> do you call your cum gorilla vanilla?
2: <laughs> <We're winning now>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, are you are you all right? Is this okay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just never heard any of these nicknames before. So I've just called n- you
3: that to your face. Yeah, all we, of those. There's,
0: they've all been your, on those like inst- and on, the, on your those-
3: birthday Instagram. I called you Blonde Frankenstein,
0: and on a, uh, on yes. one time a
3: group text like yeah. <laughs> like he says, so
0: "What about you, Vanilla <laughs> Gorilla?" You were spotted. Well,
8: you know, Adams is uh, Adams kind of dark, and you're clearly not a gorilla.
3: I just uh, like nicknames. It means I'm loved, guys. That's it good. does. That's what I take it away is. from it, yeah. absolutely.
0: It's mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think I ever had any. I only had one nickname that <laughs> um, that I bestowed upon myself as a joke. Yeah. Which was uh uh it was, it was kind of it was, my friend Donald came to pick me up, and I wanted to save the money that my parents give me for food for records, and so I just grabbed a bunch of pieces of bread, you know, like sliced bread from a bread loaf, yeah. ran to the car, and I was eating the bread. So I, you know, could still have food. And Donald was like, "Why are you just eating bread?" I was like, "Oh, it's my new thing. I'm bread mouth. Oh. I'm gonna just be eating bread all the time." I was gonna go, "Yo, bread mouth. Why are you always eating bread?" And like, that was just the joke I said. He's, like, "I'm gonna hold you to that." Oh, <laughs> and I was like, Nah, no, nah, you don't have to." And then it became my nickname. All my friends started calling me
3: Breadmouth. Mouth. Uh, that.
10: Yeah, that reminds me of I don't know if, have you guys ever read uh Catch Twenty Two? Like it was one yeah, of my yeah. favorite yeah. things is that like, the whole thing about the crab apple cheeks. <laughs> like, or
4: oh. he keeps asking, he's like, Why do you keep putting crab apples in your cheeks? And he just keeps giggling and doing it. Like, <laughs> Love it. I uh loving it. When I
3: when I was doing the Mr. Show tour, I, like I I was like a roadie basically, and all the other roadies were seasoned roadies and I was just like Hey, give the kid a job, from uh, Bob and David's side. But then, uh, so the first show was in D.C., which I had just moved to L.A. from. So I was like, I want to get all my friends into the show in D.C. Maybe I can like ask politely for some comps. And uh, so I left the tour manager a note, and I said. Hey, would it be possible for my four friends to get into the show in DC? Um it would be really it would mean a lot to me. Thanks. I understand if you can't blah 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 blah. And then I wrote XOXO Nizzles. Oh, and uh that's what all the roadies called me from that on.
0: Oh really? <laughs> and to this day. Yeah.
3: Wow. They're all like doing different shit. One guy's a man- he was a manager with uh your your guys' there. uh Brilstein no Alex and the other Murray. Yeah, Brilstein. No. The other company before
0: that. Uh, oh, before Alex. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Principata. Maybe not. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was one. And then another time, a guy on my hockey team called me Mahomo. And, uh, <laughs> I decided to own that before anyone else would want to call me it. Nice. <laughs> so nice I was nice. like, because... I had a comedy brain at that point anyway, and I was like, "Oh, that was pretty fucking awesome." <laughs> um, yeah, I got Jonah
0: Gay. Yeah, once they found out my middle name was Ray. Oh,
3: before I called you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> I uh, once they found, yeah. Well, Jonah Ray. At first, they were just, you know, they go, they would just go, "Hi, Jonah Ray." You know, just kind of make it seem like I was some Southern hick. But then uh, Jonah Gay quickly, yeah. quickly came up and <laughs> Jonah's got a bona. I remember that one. Uh, that <laughs> one was sung.
8: No one rhymed anything
0: with clock.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs>
2: went to a deaf school well <laughs> yeah.
4: i moved to a new school in 1992 right as tony braxton became very popular uh, so i imagine never thought that, that. yeah yeah everyone thought they were real clever it was, it was great being the new kid at that point
8: yeah 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 tony too. and i spent five weeks together and the only
4: interaction we had was i said First of all, let's clear up. We were working together. That sounds kind of (laughs) weird. At a
0: chateau in the south of
4: France. Five
0: and a half weeks. We
8: saw each other. (laughs) We were
0: underwater
3: welders
8: uh, for five and a half weeks. All I said to him was, has anyone ever said, your name sounds like Tony Braxton? (laughs) And he went, no. And that was it. Wow, you guys are
3: the best of friends. Uh, Clint? Uh, cunt trucks. E- every year, it'd be clit or cunt. Yeah, and I would prison style make an example of whoever. Did it. <laughs> <laughs> every year.
0: Well, the thing is, first one Clint. If the in L and the I are so close yeah. to each other, you're essentially a cunt.
3: There's uh. that magazine. There is that entire magazine uh, that is making that really clever joke.
0: Like, uh, was it uh, in? Um, uh, was the the movie uh, with uh, Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon? election where it's uh she has pick flick on Mm -hmm. everything but it always just looks like pick fuck (laughs) (laughs) uh did you ever have
4: any uh nicknames or anything no, I mean like people gave up pretty quickly. I just got shoved into lockers. <laughs>
0: Did you literally get shoved into a locker?
4: Oh yeah, I had to have uh, our, our oh, like house number changed in first grade. Kids are mean.
3: Wow, wow! Oh. First grade, you must have been quite a Clint.
2: <laughs>
4: the biggest Clint. My, my high
3: school had already switched to the half lockers because kids were getting stuffed in lockers. So it was like it was only like three and a half feet tall.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, our, our lockers and my school were just that, like just, there would be three uh, on top of each other.
3: Yeah, yeah, we had two. They were yeah. split, so. Uh.
0: Uh, I had a nickname. They called me the Cashinator. <laughs> Nobody ever called you that.
2: Yeah. Was it your dad? No.
3: <laughs> I call him that hey, all Hey, Cashinator. No. I will text friends of ours, like Alex Hanawal, uh, like, in texting, you usually shorten stuff. I say, "Oh, the cash nature <laughs> will be late." <laughs> <laughs>
8: I fun. can't believe the cash machine doesn't stick around.
3: No. Yeah, no. Yeah. People just did like not much it. of a he's not reliable like a machine.
8: No, nope. people always the always think they're the first ones to mention that if I have kids and my kids have kids, I'll be a grandfather clock.
3: Oh,
4: that's cool. funny. Is-
8: it's funny, but it's also like Something I heard within hours of getting English. Right. <laughs> oh, I got, I got, hey, cash got any cash for the longest.
6: English, time. motherfucker, do you
8: speak it? <laughs> hey, clock, what time is it? Since I could talk.
0: Okay. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. Oh, I got one. Oh, you got one. Every gym teacher called me Mac Trucks. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Because gym, te- tr- cause gym teachers are tough guys, they like right. trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I also got the
4: Rooney thing the, from uh, Ferris Bueller right. Every Rooney? single person thought they were the first
8: one And you're from right. Chicago
3: yeah. Oh it so they would awesome. say Rooney you're an asshole They
4: just go Rooney and then yeah. they crack up for like 20 minutes <laughs> Mr. Like, uh, Rooney so-
3: My next door neighbors were the Roonies They were an elderly couple that never had any kids And then uh, Mr. Rooney died on my birthday When I turned 8 And uh, the wife lived to be a ripe old age And left me $3,000 in her inheritance That's a great, great. story Wow, Thanks that doing? was a quick fucking story. That man, was a it was middle, quick and it. interesting story. <laughs> Suck my dicks. What of the story, of
0: Cash, do you think was boring? I was just going to fart. Oh, you are just going to do I fart? I was just going to fart.
3: No, Bernie. Bernie Rooney. Bernie Rooney? That birthday. Yeah. My parents told right. me That's after my party. Name. All right, we're going <laughs> to. And then I started crying and backed down the basement stairs and ran into the darkness.
2: All
0: right, we're going to take a break and uh,
3: play. Nailed it! <laughs> A, uh, is there a sobbing kneeled it sound? If you want to make a sobbing kneeled it sound, go ahead. <laughs> this Rain is
0: uh, off this new split by Sleeping Bag and Roswell Kidd. Roswell Kidd, friend hey, of the show, played again. his song before him. Uh, and uh, yeah, here's a song off their new split called uh, uh, Dream Boats. The song's called Miguel. <laughs> Collabo between Roswell, K- Roswell Kidd and Sleeping Bag.
6: English, motherfucker! Do you speak it?
0: Roswell Kidd and Sleeping Bag. It's a collabo. It's called uh, Dream Boats, A Real Chill Listen. Uh, <laughs> that song was called Miguel. And um, this is what it says. Throughout the winter of early 2013, uh, Dave and Jordan co- collaborated on six songs via email correspondence. Now, last episode, we talked about how that was no bueno. Yeah, the the no meeting band. Yeah, right. Yeah. But in March two uh, two thousand thirteen, they officially committed their collab jams to a hard drive in Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana. So they went, they they worked on the song separately, but then went and became they did them together. Right, and good that's town.
8: yeah, good town for jams,
0: Bloomington, Indiana. Good luck, go Cutters. For good luck. Thank you.
8: <clears throat> Murder by Death,
4: also previously known as Little Joe Gould.
8: Absolutely. <laughs> I saw him, I saw him, I saw him, him as Little Joe Gould yeah, and me then too. Was... I saw Murder by Death and I was like you guys are busted you guys are covering Little Joe Gould songs I know it and they're like that's us and it's like <clears throat> have a good night <laughs> <laughs> smoke bomb Yeah. poof I'm still drinking I have a shirt <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: um, yeah so Neil you. how long has it been since you haven't smoked cigarettes
3: I've never smoked cigarettes <laughs> 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 I'm not
8: cutting it out you're not doing that anymore.
2: <laughs> Mom listens to it. And
3: fucking not doing that anymore. Live with what you say. Listen, Cash, I'm sorry I called you Vanilla Guru. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I called you Blonde Frankenstein. I'm sorry I called you Head McMahon. <laughs> I'm sorry that Jonah called you... What was it? Well, Jack, Jack in the, in the
2: Box, box. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Michael McDonald's. <laughs>
2: I'm
0: so angry. Oh, I'm a Twitter game. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But seriously, bleep all that shit.
2: <laughs> Cash,
3: I drove you to the desert to bury your cat.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, Ray Donovan Mahoney. Beep.
3: Everything that Jenna said prior to all the times I insulted you with buddy nicknames. <laughs> all the things? I just said the one thing. Just the one thing. Like yeah. that
8: tattoo song? I
3: have a tattoo. Oh, wait, the band tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about that someone wrote a song about my tattoo.
0: Someone wrote Are a you song referencing about t- the band tattoo? Yeah. The yeah. lesbian underage girls from Russia? Yeah. Yeah. T-A-T-U. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know. I haven't thought about them in a long time. Oh, wait, you know what? I I I tried not to bring them up uh, when I was on the nurse. We had uh, Tegan and Sarah on.
9: Oh. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, what do you think about tattoo?
2: <laughs>
0: we found it odd that
8: everyone lumped us together with
0: them. Me too. Wow. Have you heard
8: that lesbian couple group that does weird songs that is always about Star Wars? Oh, Tatooine?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew saw Clint- where he was going with it, or do you know the joke?
3: <laughs> I just live with them. <laughs>
8: Tatooine, if you didn't hear. Uh. Tatooine, that's the joke. <laughs> Tatooine? <clears throat> Man, like, like with like ween a Ween song, they just I
0: mean, they do them in the style of so Ween songs, tattoo songs. Like the ween. joke
8: in itself is it's bury, it the joke, buries itself. Yeah. don't live mm-hmm. it any longer. It's like
3: a Sarlacc pit.
8: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Head McMahon. <laughs> that's pretty good.
8: Uh, uh, <laughs> <crack and> spiel. <laughs> that's, that's when Dave just just running his mouth. It's and spiel.
0: <laughs>
8: <laughs> what an yeah. aggressive
0: episode!
8: Oh, <laughs> bet Del Taco on the K Man ep- after the episode. You getting Del Taco after this? I'm buying myself Del Taco. Right? <laughs> does that not normally happen? <laughs> well, you know, no, it does. <laughs>
3: there's Del Taco, and then there's that other like not Del Taco taco place,
4: Taco Bell. <laughs>
3: no, the one you up those? here, Benitos or something. Oh,
0: they're not—they're not open late though. It's a, oh, they are No, they
4: close at like t- uh, eight or something. Like that. Oh, that's are talking about Hugo's? Yeah, yeah. Hugo's. Mm. Yeah. Hugo's in Westwood. You refer to Hugo's as not Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blowing.
3: It's better, you know. Like, I, if I was hungry and I had a choice, I'd go to that one rather than Del Taco because that's kind of like guarantee
4: area. If you know oh, what I mean? <laughs> i have I've never had—I've never had a problem. Really? Yeah. yeah. With Del Taco. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I prefer it to lately.
3: to Taco Bell. I'll tell you that.
2: Their dessert. Yeah, it's on better part.
4: than Taco Bell.
3: I don't know. There's like a switch you hit when you turn like 35, where it's like any fast food is just an eruption.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, um, the other night, Wednesday night, I had it's a piece violent. of pizza at night, and the next day was just real bad. Uh, Ed Salazar came by, and uh, he's like. Is something wrong with your sewage? And I was like, no, I've just been farting all day. And it oh. filled up the house. Oh, boy. So much that when he walked in, he could
3: smell it. Champion.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really Champion did it. Champion farts. I really, really did it. That's the best part, too. Like uh, the guy that I, uh, my trainer guy, uh, he has no sense of smell. So <laughs> oh, was, anosmiac. Uh, so, yeah, he's, he's nosmic.
3: anosmic. Anosmiac.
0: Yeah, but that means, meaning he's a anosmic.
3: But he is yes. an Yes,
0: Yes, he's his anosmic third base. Um,
3: you want to finger me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should we wrap this up? Yeah. Let's, let's just get to just hanging out. How about that? Huh? Yeah, let's do that. Because <laughs> I think the, pod has, the podcast has gotten in the way of us hanging out. Dave, yeah. you wanted to play a song. <laughs> I'd love to. All right, but first let's just say goodbye. I'll get your song? Sound good? Super oh, really? great. I had and, like uh, four songs I wanted to play. It's been a great time.
3: Hold on, I'm going like time is Yeah. That's for the Pogues. Oh,
8: <gasps> there we go. Don't you wish Dave was just playing a song? No. Says one man. Counterpoint.
5: Yeah,
2: That's a good one. <laughs> Are you trying
3: to I know it's like, oh, now Joan always has the soundboard open too. Yeah,
0: just in case you're dropping the ball.
2: i trying
3: to steal my show. No, a little too much love. A little too many kneel at your shows. <laughs> Keep doing that.
2: Keep doing that. I have nothing else. It's the uh, only thing that makes me happy.
3: <coughs> I got a $4 raise.
0: <laughs> All right. So it's been a real
4: good time hanging out. If I may, uh, can I can I Hold share on. what my my favorite part of the show was? Okay. My favorite part of the show was probably.
0: Yeah, I know what it was. It was.
4: No, 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 no. You It was Wolfman
0: Jack in the box, and uh, <laughs> I mean it was, that was good. We but all know
4: that. I personally really enjoyed when you said you would play one of my band's songs, oh, and now shit. we're gonna play
0: one. Of-
2: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
4: oh get the shots fired
8: up here buddy and i just lost the spot where now i can say my favorite spot was when jonah said hey you can definitely play your favorite band from michigan oh my shit i took your crazy. cord
0: you know what if you guys fucking picked up the slack the show would have been a little enough we would have had enough time <laughs> You have Clint over there, not letting anyone else talk. <laughs> 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 That's the internet shows up.
3: Wow, weird, I got mine on my phone. Wait, I, I really don't. care. I, I might have Tony's band on my phone. I, I, recently, you know, I just set the sync to random. Really? Surprise me. Computers, apples, apples <laughs> talking to each other. <laughs> just, just pick. Pick some yeah. music for me. Set the tone of my week. Oh, what's that? Every C and Cake album, Alone in the Dark. Go ahead. <laughs> what
0: song do you think we should? Oh, you only have one on your Still said. But I know you kind of hate me.
4: Oh, really? I have. That's news to me. Uh, right. I guess. I guess that's what you're playing. If that's what you. Uh, if that's your mode of
0: play. That's what I got. That's what I got. Play. Listen, we'll play this, and then we'll pop in his song at the end. Oh, play, let's play them at the
4: that. same time. <laughs>
8: Ooh. like uh, It's like if you play the Dark Side of the Moon and another Pink Floyd album at the same time.
4: <laughs> After my song, can we have more of
8: Cash saying exactly what he was just saying? Thoughts with Cash. Let's call it just dollars and cents. <laughs> dollars and nonsense with Cash. Uh oh she fart.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Oh wow. <laughs>
3: Ruby wants this oh, to Ruby be has over. strategically <laughs> pos- positioned herself <laughs> to, to just fart just in the it, exact opposite direction <laughs> <laughs> as if she's she's literally crapped us thinking, and now she's moving. <laughs> oh my god.
2: Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. See? ya!
0: Smells. Oh, Aw.
3: oh really? guys! I think your
0: dog died from the oh, inside. Oh, like I
3: mean. a fucking demons' dick! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs>
0: oh, that's oh. like a
3: county fair.
2: <laughs> 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 oh,
3: look how sad she looks. Like,
0: oh. It's <laughs> you! <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, this my smells god. so bad. <laughs>
10: <laughs> oh. oh. I like
0: how she oh. looked up. That's like a total like dad move. She looked up and was like, "Oh, something smells out there." <laughs> All right, you guys, hear that? He you hear that Wumpus? <laughs> no one else hear the Wumpus?
2: <laughs>
0: oh my God, Ruby!
3: That's, that's weird, though. Just that's play like, the, play this song and we can go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. See you next yeah. week. <laughs> I know
0: you kind of hate me by uh, the Pride of Erie PA, a song that I chose to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh.